Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 109 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. This week, as we're all wearing our V Respawn jerseys, I thought I'd come up with some nice esports names for us all. So get ready oh, for this. No. I can't First wait. up, catch him if you can. He has the speed and agility of a mongoose. It's the Zuma Zimtok 5. It's me. I was so like, that's so rowdy. That's so (laughs) rowdy. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. And uh, as you all noticed, um, we are, we are, we have almost matching shirts. I I selected a slightly different design when they reached out. And uh, actually, I thought we all got the same shirt until about, you know, 20 minutes ago when we got together. (laughs) And uh, so for those who are in the audio podcast, these guys went for the kind of black, dark and soul design. And I went for the light, white, angelic design because you all know I'm such an angel. (laughs) <laughs> the angel of the podcast that's right yeah and um, the joker obviously <laughs> <laughs> so next up this guy has a deadly bite and will consume all that stands in his way it's the ravenous rowdy guy how the you doing ravenous? Man? Right? <laughs> ravenous rowdy the ravenous guy. I, I like that one the ravenous like that one? rowdy guy that sounds way better than my own name i should be ravenous yeah. guy <laughs> <laughs> ravenous rowdy I'm all right, yeah, dude. I'm right. I've only just recovered from OC OC six, uh, but uh, it's been it's been a busy week for me with the PhD. You know, finishing off next week, so uh, it's been uh, it's been quite the hectic lately. You know, everything I do, everything always last minute. So this is no exception. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Good to hear it, man. Good to hear it. Next, this guy will slice and dice you with the finest Dutch steel. It's the ninja. It's Nathy. How you doing, man? You're right. Yeah, I, I finally got my my sleep schedule back. <laughs> it <laughs> took have. a while, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky you. I'm still I'm still struggling actually, because uh, obviously I came home uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday was the day I got home. Yeah. So um, I've I've had less time to recover, but I'm slowly starting to get back into the sleep cycle again. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I slept a lot since I've been home. Dude, remember the time is now. <laughs> it is the time is now that's what they say that was, that was the time it, is now it took yeah you're using the good you're using the water jug um like it it took me a good five days to get back to kind of like feeling normal human being again whereas you go to california yeah. it's like so easy it's like overnight you're on their their clock because it's just stay up late which is kind yeah. of a natural yeah, thing, thing for us the thing with me i think i have such a bad sleep pattern that it doesn't matter i I never have a jet lag because I just always sleep badly. So for me, it's yeah. like no exception. I came home at like, at like 6 p.m. and I went to sleep for like 14 hours and I woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, finally, if you don't know who I am, I'm Mike, the host of the show, ruler of the worlds in the virtual wastelands. It's not Mad Mike. No, it's not Mad Max. <laughs> it's Mad Mike. Mike. Mad I messed Mike. it up. <laughs> I messed it I just up. Watched I messed that. it up. I just watched it for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool not movie. the movie cool. I thought it was going to be. It's the, well, like, 
Wait, so you watched really the Mad Mike movie or the the sequel to that? I, I watched Mad Mike. Movie. I, I watch Mad okay. Mike every day. Oh yeah, Fury <laughs> Fury Road. Um, okay, so we've got an interesting show for you today. Some of the highlights include Beat Saber mods on Quest being shut down. Uh, a new slick zombie shooter called The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners will be shuffling its way into VR soon. Definitely one to look forward to. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. And then finally, we're going to round up the show with our hands-on impressions of the HTC Vive Cosmos. You will definitely not want to miss that. So stick around to the end. Uh, first of all, uh, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week, the highlight of the week. Feel free to join in in the chat as well, by the way. We'd love to read out your your uh, games that you've been playing this week as well. But let's start it off uh, with uh, ZimTalk5 yeah. first. Cool. How you doing? I haven't. That's like what my mother calls me. SimTalk5, you get to your room. <laughs> so, what? So, no, so, you know, it's like that having the full name. I don't know. Does, oh, yeah. it, does that exist in, like, non-English languages as well? I'm just curious because, like, you know, like the full name. Like, if you're, if you're American, for instance, you'll have a middle name. And so you know you're in trouble if either of your parents start calling you, you know, first, second, third name, like the full thing. So if I hear SimTalk5 mm. coming down the corridor, you know, I know I'm in trouble. Um, you know you're in deep doo doo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, this no, this this I, week, go on. No, we, we, I mean, we have middle names, but we don't really use them. Uh, okay, like even even in that situation, like where you're in, where you're in trouble. No, the, the, my my parents all of a sudden go Valentinus. No, <laughs> that'd be really weird. Is that your middle name? I have, I have multiple middle names. Oh, oh come, come on then, Rowdy. Are what you going to tell they? us? My, my full my full my full middle names are Johannes. Uh, Gislanus, Valentinus, uh, and those, yeah, those are it. Yeah. That's, oh like, my word, that sounds like to, some sort of Greek god. You need to wear like leather sandals. You need to wear leather sandals yeah. and walk around with like that one is. of those 300 suits on. You know, oh, wait, you guys yeah. don't do that? That's my, that's my every Sunday. Yeah, well, well, to be honest, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. Wow. So uh, yeah, uh, to answer your question, Mike, um, I, f I feel like firstly, I've not, I know it's not been that long because we just were together at OC just last week, but it feels like it's been a month. So I'm glad to be back in, in the driving seat mm. here. Um, and in terms, of, in terms of what I played, I had a dev team uh, ping me with a, a PDF with some links in it that I kind of ignored for a couple of days. And I was like, all ah, right, right. And then I opened them and I looked at the video trailer and I'm like, oh shit, why am I looking at a VR Sea of Thieves and that I haven't played? So I actually got to play a game called De Leon Legends, uh, which is currently an alpha. There's a Kickstarter. Um, the Kickstarter value is only like 16,000 pounds or $20,000 and they are only like 500 quid subscribed. Um, I just ran the stream for this uh, today, just did an hour and a half in it and Holy shit, it's everything that Battle Wake got wrong. There isn't wow. a HUD at all. Your menu system is a book that you can page through page by page with your finger. Um, the texturing in the game is great. The rolling seas, you're on a boat. You can get your boat and like run it into a sandbar and then you have to kind of work the boat off. Um, oh, wow. You actually have mechanics like a two by four with uh, nails in it and you have to actually hammer it in and it stays where you put it. And then you have chiseling, for instance. So you'll get a piece of rock and you can take a metal uh, chisel and pound away at it. And the pounding mechanics are great. And then it, it, can, it can show you some ore. There's something similar with wood where you can carve these little like chess figurines. And then they've got fire. Like they do so many things right. It's a two person team um, wow. who's developing this out of Colorado. And I'm just like, 
uh, holy cow, they need to, they need to like, uh, uh, you know, and sailing, you have to sail. You, you sail on these big rolling waves and it takes time and you get to a place and they've got crows that attack you like out of the birds. I mean, this thing in a nutshell is definitely appetizing me in a way that Battlewake did not. So uh, look forward to it. I think not many people know about this. They only just- How is it called? De Leon, D-E-L-E-O-N, Legends. I'll put it in uh, in chat for people who want to try and find it. Um, yeah. It's something that it, I think you should definitely check out. And it, and it's on Kickstarter right now? They're kickstarting the they, campaign? Yeah, they just launched their Kickstarter. Um, the, the kind of sad story behind it is I think they, they, they approached each of the platforms, as far as I understand, and they basically said, pitched to them and said, hey, we've got this cool idea. Um, but I don't think they got funding from anybody. So now they're going to crowdfund it. You know, they've they've been backing it themselves. It looks amazing. Uh, Swift Swift and Deadly says, uh, watched the stream this morning and already backed it. Good on you, Swift and Deadly. I, I, I really, I don't back many Kickstarter games. And this one, I'm very tempted to. It's, I think, $35 for the full digital release. You can do the kind of support them backer for $10. Um, I just recommend, guys, check it out. When you see the trailer for this, uh, it's it's fantastic. Maybe I'll dig it up and uh, roll it mm. there in a moment. Just so and you, and, and you can play it. this. You can play this with two eyes, or is it only for one-eyed <laughs> people? <laughs> <Cute>. Pirates. Cute. <laughs> no, it's, nice. it's a two-eyes, a single-player game. So it's not a multiplayer. Yeah. Game. So whereas Battlewake yeah. Servios's title will, you know, itch scratch the itch of you know if you want to go multiplayer with your friends or whatever, but it's quite arcadey. Mm -hmm. This is like a sea simmer, which is good for old nice. Zimmer. I love I love it when these like um, you know relatively unknown titles come to the surface on the show. I always end up going and looking these games up, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so let's pass it over to Rowdy then. What have you been up to, dude? Uh, since you've been yeah, home? Yeah, so I, I finally got to try out uh, Vader Immortal. I mean, uh, the second episode uh, mm -hmm. since we all were at OC six when it came out, so we didn't actually have a chance to try it. So mm. I actually dove uh, back into it, expecting a whole lot. Um, and I have to say, it's it's good. It's again good. But it does feel like a little bit like, you know, when you have a trilogy of movies, this feels like a little bit like the dip in it, you know, before mm -hmm. to like, it's more like something that is necessary as a buildup to the third one. Mm -hmm. Well, the first mm -hmm. one was a really nice, you know, it set the scene right. It was like an intricate story. Uh, the, the, the level design was beautiful. Well, with this, although they have cool things, like you can use the force, um, it feels a little bit lacking with like in, in parts that the first one really shown was like, I still think the story is really good. The storyline is very um, narrative, is very like engaging. The interaction with the characters is still great. Mm. You get to know Vader a lot more personal. So I, I like that. But I, I feel like the force could have been used more. Mm. Um, it feels like the only thing you can do is push and pull. Yeah. Uh, well, mm -hmm. I would have liked to like, you know, strangle people, like lose lightning or like something that is like more <laughs> like the, the Star Wars universe, you know, like that. Although I have to say the push and pull mechanics that they use, they're very good. Since also like the movement of your hand also like differs mm -hmm. on like, you know, what happens with the, with the objects that you're lifting. Um, mm -hmm. so I did like that. Uh, and also I found like. A, a, a bit of a shame that you did get a lightsaber, but there's not really like a, a huge fight in there. I mean, there's there's a fight in there, but you use mostly the, the force for it. And you don't have okay. like, you know, like deflecting lasers and that kind of stuff that you had to do in the first mm -hmm. one. Uh, I'm only talking about the storyline now, not the not the yeah. dojo, of course. I haven't tried out. Sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's good. It's still good, but it's it's short. It's like maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. And it feels wow. like a little bit like 
a dip in the story like you know like the, mm-hmm. the dip before it like it, it's really like a build-up to the third episode okay interesting and did you try this one as well uh zim yeah so i mean I've, i still only did what i reported last week was kind of that first 10 minutes so i've not finished it yet um but i was so impressed with it uh just that first the, the beginning mm-hmm. was way more cinematic and the force powers worked in a way that I wasn't expecting. It was less button pushy and more hand gesture. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's smart. It actually makes you Good. feel like you're using it a bit better. You know, you actually feel in control of the force powers. Whereas um, I think I, I think in the first game, first game just felt like on rails. And this one, to me, I felt more in the seat because of how they introduced it. So. We'll see how the rest uh, links. But I, that's what I saw on Reddit as well, what Rowdy's saying, that mm. this feels like the bridge uh, between mm-hmm. the two. And this is the part mm. where I'm clearly not Star wars enough of a fan, but the original trilogy, the middle film, um, someone's going to fill Empire in. Empire Strikes the, Back. Empire Strikes Back. Was of, of, of which trilogy? The, the, the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the middle film yeah. called? It was Empire Strikes Back, and then it was Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Empire Strikes Back, I think, was the bridging one in that. So yeah, right. Maybe yeah. Well, I think I think you know I've been I've been waiting to play this obviously because like you say we're all away when it came out, um, but I'm planning to play it either tomorrow or Monday. Um, I'm going to do a video on it, of course, uh, because I'll show you quickly why. Um, I don't you know got if a you guys saw this. What, what the heck are these? Uh, yeah, I saw that. What is that? So, so this guy um, at OC Six approached me uh, with these grips. They're called Axe. Uh, grips you can buy the i think you can buy these online already there's a like, website i think it's like uh, logicgrip.com or something like that huh. uh, and basically they've, they've got magnets on them so yeah, they clip together like this mm. so they're held in place so when you hold a lightsaber in the game it's supposed to feel a bit more natural uh because they're mm-hmm. stacked one on top of the other so you can do it either way by the way how do um, those sit on a table then like what's the resting position just, they just sit, sit flat like okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying these out uh, to see if it adds huh. anything to the game, you know. So I think that's the only game that I can really think of that something like this would be useful for. But if it makes that oh, experience really cool, then yeah, Beat Saber, like the one hand mode that you can play, yeah, or like or, is it? Or yeah. maybe if you did like you know, like that. dual yeah. Darth. That was, that was you gotta be you gotta be real pro if you want to Darth Maul mode. That's yeah. kind of so not like what that. I was ex- when I saw you flash them on scene. I thought it was gonna give some like more balance to the controllers because. Um, not that the controllers feel imbalanced, but they, they feel a bit like they want to go top heavy a little mm. bit. Not like mm, the vibe. Yeah, like extending and, the grip, you mean. On the, on yeah, the back well, end. one yeah. of the things one of the things that people complain about with the new touch controllers compared to the old ones is that their length for someone with long hands isn't enough. And yeah. you know, your hand is like closing and it's just not comfortable mm-hmm. for people with large hands. Um, to get around that, I use the ProTube extenders, which work, but Mike's got them on screen. It looks like it actually would solve that problem. You said they're called Axe Mike, A-X-E? Yeah, I'll make sure I put, um, a, you know, like a, a pinned comment in, in the video afterwards so you can check out the link to their website. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that with Vader Immortal to see if they add anything to the experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> ProTube guys jump in and said, I came in at the right moment. <laughs> As Mike is showing off uh, the connectors. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, uh, yeah. What about you, Nathy? What, what have you played? Have you played much since you've been home? No, I have not been playing much since I was <laughs> home. I've been, you know, <laughs> rambling about the Oculus link. I've been talking, of course, about the Vive Cosmos too. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, luckily in the chat, we do have some people that, you know, backed us up while we were, you know, trying to revive ourselves after cool. this okay. crazy event. Um, so first of all, we have Dave, the psycho. And he played Sorrento multiplayer. 
I'm uh, very happy the devs love this game just as much as the players. Well, that's very important because, you know, updates are everything. Uh, I think Sorrento is still getting worked on, so that's that's nice. And then we have Eric Hartley, who played uh, Vader Immortal 2 as well. Uh, a bit of Dreadhalls on Quest and uh, Dash, 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 Dash World. Another a card Dash game. World. Is that a VR game? Dash yes. Dash World. I've never heard of it. Yeah, but it's, I, I don't think it's out yet. It's like this this test period they are in. Um, but I don't think it comes close to the Critter Cards game. Sorry. Uh, next, we have uh, Paradise DK, who, uh, who tried the new Cartoon Network VR experience called Journey. And he says it's free on Steam. I, I can't tell you anything else. Uh, but hey, Cartoon Network is lit as fuck, you know? <laughs> and then we have Watto UK. And he played a small amount of No Man's Sky. A medium helping of No Man's Sky, followed by a large helping of No Man's Sky. <laughs> so much No Man's Sky that I had to charge my index controllers four times this week. Wow. Dude, that, that, I, I wish I had the time to play No Man's Sky that much. I really do. Uh, yeah. Nice one. Oh, so the you, index you didn't controllers. Play much? Sorry, I'm interrupting there, Mike. Uh, index controllers, they're only an internal rechargeable battery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad I don't have them. Okay. Yeah, it's a good thing and a bad thing. You're right, though. But yeah. when you're in the middle of a game and, and you want to keep, carry on playing, that sucks. Yeah. Is there a uh, is there sucks. a connector to charge them from a battery pack? You could, uh, but wires at the same never, time. I've never seen someone do that, but no, yeah, you can. No. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done it before with my Make move controllers. Wired, yeah. I've done it before yeah. with my move controllers with a battery <laughs> in each pocket and wires coming out. Oh like God. I'm some kind oh of bomber. God. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. If you played with Hydras, uh, you can never complain, right? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. 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 OG. Anyways, um, uh, I, my highlight is just the same as Rowdy. It, it's, it's been Vader Immortal. It's the only thing I played. Uh, I, I think I can, you know, um, talk a little bit more about why it felt like that. Um, because I've, I, what I noticed is that the trailer that they launched uh, at Oculus Connect was giving you a certain sense of what you were going to do. But then in the end, it wasn't like that, where, uh, as you may know, you know, in the first one, you start to get into this fortress of Darth Vader, and then, you know, you, you get to meet him, etc. cetera. Um, but then you think that in the second one, you're going to have more screen time with, with the man, right? Well, that's not true. It's like, before you, you get into it, he's already gone. He's like, oh, hey, you know what? Bye, I'm out. And I was like... This is going to be awesome, right? We can finally play a game where you join the dark side and you got to crawl into the mind of, you know, a Sith Lord. But in the end, that doesn't happen. So that was one of the things I thought was kind of disappointing. And besides that, it was more you enjoying the scenery uh, this time than playing. So you, you got to play less and you got to hear more about the story. And as Rowdy said, it felt like they had to explain a lot. They had to really catch up mm. with you like okay this is this is what happening this is what you need to know and this is how you feel like etc etc so yeah it wasn't like the first one where you got to have a lot of lightsaber battles where you had to do a lot of parkouring um it was kind of short in that sense um funny enough i did check how long the first one was compared to the second one and they they come close to each other it just mm -hmm. depends on how you play it for in, in my case also... i you know what also makes a difference? Because I, I I forgot to mention that. It's the difference in level design. Like if you look mm -hmm. at the first one, you have first you start in a ship, then you arrive in the hangar, you're mm -hmm. in a jail, you get out of the jail. You know, you have so many different kind of levels yeah. that you yeah. go through. Well, this one kind of happens all in like 
a similar kind of area. You maybe have like two or three different uh, areas, smaller spaces. You don't get that size effect really. So I think that that like plays with it as well, that it makes it feel just shorter because you don't progress through it. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I think it also depends on like everyone plays a game in a different way. I'm usually if I see a, a nice, you know, structure or something super impressive, I'm usually enjoying it longer with my eyes before I go to the next part. I'm sure that some people also just speed run through it. It's like, OK, you know, Vader, whatever you have to say, let me just play more. And, and whatever this character is doing, I don't care. Let me just, you know, use the force. I mean, some people do that. Um, and uh in this case, you know, that, that could mean that you finish it in like 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. in, in, I, I think I you know, enjoyed it for about 40 minutes, but it was because, mm-hmm. of course, I make a video and I'm, you know, looking around a bit more. I give, give some more time to really, you know, show people what it's, uh, what it's like. Um, but they put the same price tag on it. Uh, I thought it could have been a little cheaper. Um, just because there wasn't that much going on compared to the first one. Yeah. I did see mm-hmm. some people also uh, put that in their reviews. And and they are right. I mean, it, it, having Star Wars in the title of your game doesn't mean you should charge, you know. the. But they, in the end, they don't have to. Because if you played episode one, you want to know what happens next. So you're going to pay for yeah, it anyways. Course. And I don't think... Yeah. Uh, stuff like this is not gonna get uh, in, into a sale that quickly. I think this is gonna mm. stay that price because we're talking about how much was it? I think 10 euros. I don't know how much it is, like $15, mm. right? Is that kind of what we're talking about? I don't know the exact price, but they both have the same same tag on them. Uh, but so. visually, course, it, is, um, it is stunning though. Like it's, it's really beautiful still. I, I think the key to the game though is like they add the replayability through the dojo. Yeah, but that's, that's where. Well, I tried the dojo, and in the first episode, you got to go to three locations. In this one, there's only one. It's like okay. there was less effort put into it, or mm. I don't know. I don't know. It feels a bit, yeah, um, short, well, a bit rushed uh, so in they, a way. They've, they've kind of got you hooked in there, and then they can just kind of... I, I think what they you know. could have done in the end was they could have given you at least <laughs> five to ten more minutes uh, of let's say gameplay or screen time, mm. because then it would have matched up. But in this case, after the credits rolled, I was like, wait, is this it? And is this what you pay for? Well, in the first episode, I was like, awesome. I want to play more. I'm hungry. I'm curious yeah. what is going to happen. But in this one, I started to question, hmm, I think is this all, worth the price? We're all, we're all similar gamers, though, in that you, know, you magnetically attract to the campaign. Um, how much did you play Dojo in the first one? Have you t- touched the dojo in the second one? Chad is kind of saying they think for the $10 entry price, it's worth it for the dojo alone and that the icing on the cake was really the campaign. But for me, right. in the first game, I don't think I touched the kind of extra play as long as you want content. And the same thing is true on this one. So yeah. I definitely have to check so, it out now. So so mm. I played a lot of the dojo on the first one. Um, <laughs> I was actually aiming to get all of the medals so I can unlock uh, some of the stuff for your Oculus Home, which I thought was a really cool concept because oh. I was a big fan of like achievements and stuff like yep. in the Xbox era. So, And it, it, it's that kind of like um, reward that drives me to play a game more. So I, I, I think <clears throat> Oculus could do more with achievements in the future, in fact, uh, and especially unlocking home content around mm-hmm. a game, I think is a super smart idea. But yeah, I really enjoyed enjoyed the dojo. And like the people in chat said, there were parts of that that I actually enjoyed more than the campaign, but mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be interesting. Like I'm looking forward to playing it regardless, but I think yeah. like you guys it's, say, it's I think not it disappointing. Is kind of like the dip in like, the middle. What, what no. you get is not disappointing. It's just like, yeah. it's it's over too quickly where you were like, yeah. hey, I, I could have used my controllers a little more, but it's nice yeah. also just, you know, 
chill and enjoy these beautiful, you know, like it's, I played it on Quest and it still blows my mind how well it looks and how well it runs. Yeah. Of course, you sometimes hear the audio crackle a little bit or this little frame drop. You're like, please, please just <laughs> let me, you know, enjoy this a little bit longer. But it's still super like, you know, yeah, performance wise, it, it just runs. It yeah. does the trick. I, I, I'm actually planning on playing it on Quest 2, actually. Um, so You're yeah, a brave soul, my friend. Brave soul. Monday. Wait, oh. Oculus sent you a um, Quest 2 already? Jeez, Mike. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> So this game, you're, you're all going to be super jealous. You're all going to be super jealous about this game. Let me mm. tell you. So I was looking for stuff to play yesterday. I played a few bits and pieces I can't necessarily talk about, but this one really stood out for me. Uh, and I just have to mention it on the show. It's called, get ready for this, Beach Body Bros. Oh, no. Are we really going? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Please go on. So I, I, had, I had no idea what to expect. I just downloaded it and just tried it. Uh, and basically, it's a, a short four-minute experience where you're lifting weights on a beach to become a beach body bro. Uh, so you start off, you're like this really skinny avatar. Uh, you can see yourself in the mirror. And then this beach bro called Chad, which is the best name ever, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> he, he comes up to you and gives you some dumbbells and you start lifting them, right? And... Um, you know, like in games like Red Matter, which we talked about a lot on the show before, where you go up to a big like space bulkhead door and you've got that big lever and you have to like yeah, pull it and it's really, it adds that kind of resistance to the controllers so it feels heavy. Mm. They do that in this as well. So the dumbbells uh, have got resistance to them so you, ca you can barely lift them with your little like weak arms. Um, and then eventually as you keep like lifting them, the resistance gets easier and easier. So eventually you're like being able to swing them around really fast. And then he's like, yeah, you're done with those now. Let's get some heavy ones. So it keeps on doing this. You keep getting bigger, bigger dumbbells moving through this like beach environment. And as you're moving through it, there's these other beach bros doing like different exercises and poses and they're giving you compliments like, hey, dude, like, you, you know, your guns are looking sick and all this kind oh of stuff. <laughs> uh, it's got this like 80s, like uh, retro synth track in the background. <laughs> and by the end of it, you're like this jacked dude <laughs> finally made it as a beach bro yourself. And you get to pull all these like muscle poses. And I just thought it was hilarious. It was just made me laugh the whole way through. <laughs> and this experience is made by, um, it's actually made using Oculus Medium. Uh, the whole thing was made by using Medium. Yep. And it's wow. made by Ty Tyler Hurd. So he's the same guy that brought you uh, butts and <laughs> chocolate, uh, <laughs> oh. which are also short VR experiences short that are kind crazy. of fun. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that was kind of my highlight. Obviously, I haven't been back for very long. I haven't tried much, but that was really mm. funny. And I just thought if, if you're going to demo some VR to friends and family, maybe chuck <laughs> this one in there because like I say, it's it, it's free. It's on mm. the Oculus Store. And it's on Steam VR. Yeah. And just to watch them uh, like pretend to work out and then like do all these like muscle poses at the end would just be hilarious. So it's, that's it's, why uh, I'd recommend sounds it. Sounds like and, it's I right up my alley. Grandma <laughs> loves it. <laughs> I think it's awesome what he's making. He's always putting putting the the person who plays the game into the spotlight or the experience. Because in chocolate, yeah. you could see yourself too, and you were yeah, dancing exactly. with all these characters, and then you got this huge like champagne bottle that you could like you know yeah. pop, and then all these cats were dancing in the clouds. It's like this trippy trippy experience. I think chocolate is free too. I don't think butts is <laughs> yeah. free though. I think you okay. had to pay for it. I'm not sure, but that's yeah, a weird initially it was free. And then when they released it on Steam, it became not free. It's like a one or two dollars. It's it's not expensive. But he's he's yeah. very good at you know interacting like you interact with yourself in the end. And it feels I, yeah, exactly. very never heard of alive. chocolate though. What kind no. of what kind of title is it? 
It's like a dancing yeah, experience. You just, just huh. dance and you enjoy the music with space cats. Yeah, it's like it's, cats, yeah, it's yeah. like being in an interactive mu- music video, basically. Okay. That's yeah. what it's like. It's cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that is uh, Beach Body Bros, my highlight of the week this week. Wow. Um, so let's get into. Well, actually, no. Before we get into the news, uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Vivian and the team at oh, V Respawn who kindly made us these awesome <laughs> V Respawn jerseys. By the way, they've all got like our names on the back, which is super nice. Uh, we got to meet the team and Vivian at Oculus Connect, so it was really cool to hang out with some of them, get to know them a little bit better. I think it was just a shame that those guys uh, and girls out there didn't get to really show off their skills, you know, because there was no yeah. esports at Oculus Connect, so they couldn't show us how it was done in games like Onward and Echo Arena. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, if you're interested in uh, VR esports, check out their website. They've got like the latest news and guides, and also an event calendar, so you can find out when all these uh, vSport VEs. VR esports events are going on, and also you can buy these cool jerseys uh, customized uh, if you want as well. So check that out, uh, vrespawn.com. So thanks to them. Wow. So that means I can buy a jersey with your name on there. So if I'm a big fan of Mike <laughs> himself, I can just walk around with your name. It's like a soccer sure. shirt, right? Like- sure. If you want to do that, yeah. Awesome. The, if you do that, send me a picture. I'd love to see. Yeah, exactly. It's, that, that, that's um, a good way to go. But no, I think <laughs> Nathie's right. Like, I mean, the, the, the funny thing is that, um, you know, every one of these events we've had, we, we, we've had some kind of esports push. And actually, in the first, the first year that I was there, uh, which is OC4, it was a massive push. I mean, they, they, they literally herded all of Oculus Connect to like the 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 the, the main yeah. stage to kind of and show dude, this stuff off. Did you see? Did you see that uh, uh, like trophy they they got to yeah. win? Oh yeah, it was yeah, yeah. So massive, freaking epic! And they had these red lights on them. It was like this crystallized thing. Epic. It was like way before its time, yeah. you know. And and the thing I the thing I kind of said to somebody when we were recounting this about the event was it's a bit like having a bunch of Olympians walking around, but no Olympics. Mm. exactly yeah it was a missed opportunity there for sure yeah. um and i hope Shame. that in future ocs they learn from this and, and realize that you know bringing these guys uh to their show really adds some value to the, the whole connect experience yeah, i, think, I, I definitely think there's people that are not going to go next year because they actually mm. came this year to see the esports and there was nothing yeah. there yeah so i think they're making yeah. the assumption that they well, won't be there well, anymore and something i've been something i've been thinking about after our adventures at oc6 Maybe it would be something to consider to have a gaming event next to Oculus Connect and just split it up in a way. But I don't know if there is, it's too early maybe for that, but mm. I, I think eSports should still have a place somewhere. And if that's next mm. door, then I would be down for that. Yeah, I think you made a valid point while we did the podcast last week that if if Oculus aren't careful, then then people will capitalize on the fact that all these VR people are in one space and do something nearby that does yeah. something maybe a little bit more interesting. Um, it's, but anyway, it's pretty normal from these kind of conventions that type of stuff yeah. spawning around. It's just going to happen. Yeah. It's just uh-huh. strange. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just strange to see like how invested like Oculus themselves is into esports. Not to feature it then at, at uh, yeah. Oculus Connect. Like I'm, I'm sure like VR esports in the future is going to be huge because there is something magical about watching someone who's yeah. got the physicality to do this as well. Like it's not just your 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 fingers <clears throat> or you know your wrist movements playing a mouse. It's it's your physical actions. So um, that's the magic. Anyway, you know, but esports yeah, players, to- esports players never die. They respawn. <laughs> they exactly. v- respawn. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into the news then. 
First bit of news this week is an exciting one, and this is about the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Now, we talked about this game a long time ago when it was a long first time announced. Ago. I, I, I was checking ago. it. I was like, whoa, we, we talked about this before. I couldn't even remember that we did. Yeah, we did. And, and I'd forgotten all about this game until <laughs> the, this trailer dropped this week. Yeah. Um, so just to sort of clear some confusion up, because uh, this isn't to be confused with the other VR Walking Dead game, uh, which is called the, uh, the Walking Dead Onslaught which is being developed by Servios. <laughs> Why do we have uh, two separate Walking Dead games? Yeah, I'm so right. confused by the IP. I, I, sounds like the IP is uh, is for sale at the moment for a cheap price, maybe. Maybe, maybe. But this is The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, oh. and this is being developed by Skybound and Skydance Interactive. Now, Skydance are the same team that developed the mech shooter uh, Archangel, uh, which came out uh, quite a while ago now, maybe about a year ago. Um mm. But this trailer, I have to say, when I watched it, I was like, hell yeah, this looks super slick. Like, it's one of those trailers that you would get for a traditional game. It's mainly CGI, doesn't really show any gameplay, but it gives a good indication of the kind of story and sort of narrative that they want to go with this. And I thought it was really interesting. And really, it's such a good trailer, in fact, that I, sh- I think they should have shown this on on the Oculus Keynote. You know, yeah. it was it, mm. it, it, it would have been a game to get people hyped, for sure. Like, what is this all about? But this actually, I see on the opposite. I think the trailer is pretty naff compared to the gameplay. The gameplay trailer is way better. I agree with you on part because, I mean, the gameplay itself is interesting, but the trailer is good, though, in mm. terms of creating well, energy and story. It gives, like, oh, you a narrative. In, in general, these trailers sell more copies than most players. They just get hyped over CGI trailers That's more true, than gameplay. That's just a fact. But, yeah, after seeing the gameplay... I don't know if we can also show that, but it, it looks super, super neat. It, it does. Yeah, but you're totally right. You know, like after I watched the trailer, I was like, okay, you've got me hooked now, but now I want to see gameplay. And that's where I found it. And that's what we're going to probably going to be showing you very shortly. Uh, it's some pre-alpha footage of actual gameplay from the game. And this was uh, uploaded uh, by a YouTube channel called GOG Connected. Um, and yeah, they had like, what, nine minutes of pre-alpha footage? Yeah. But the, the, from the from the gameplay, you know, it really shows that this is going to be like an open world style game with like inventory, inventory management with a, with a backpack, survival, crafting, upgrades. And like Zim mentioned earlier with this uh, like uh, pirate game, no HUD, you've actually got like a, yeah. a little... Uh, a cookbook, a scrap cookbook that you've written some notes in, and they they your sort of so checklist well of your missions, uh, which is super smart. Um, and certainly, I think you know, although you you got, you said there, Nathie, like, do we need a, you know, two Walking Dead games in VR being developed at the same time? I think from all of us that have played the Walking Dead onslaught, because I think we've all played it now, I think we all felt that that game was pretty arcadey. I haven't played, and that it yet. was a lot of our <clears throat> yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of our criticism towards mm-hmm. that game. Whereas this, yeah. it looks like the kind of game that we actually wanted. More stripped back, no HUD, more open world environment. Yeah. But also, uh, a big criticism I had of, of Onslaught was that, of course, you know, the zombies in The Walking Dead are, are, are deadly. But the, the biggest threat in The Walking Dead as a TV show wasn't the zombies. It was always the other people that you encountered because you never knew if they were friendly or not. And they were often the most dangerous people. Yeah. Um, and this is where they're really focusing on uh, the saints and sinners is that you're encountering other survivors and you get to interact with them and have these dialogue trees, mm. a bit like the Telltale Walking Dead series, which I personally really loved. Um, and it's also got that similar sort of cel-shaded cartoony art style to it as well. Yeah, so smart. Yeah, what uh, is, I, it's smart to do that because it works so well in virtual reality and you have less yeah. uh, you have less effort in displaying it on the screen. Yeah, so if you if you paid attention in, in the thumbnail of, of this episode, uh, I put Dead Island in there. It's not 
Saints and Sinners because it reminds me a lot of Dead Island. And I'm still not sure if Dead Island 2 is ever going to come out. But this kind of gave me those vibes. And it also felt open world where... Uh, the the Servios title is more of a point-to-point game. Yeah, um, yes. And yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know when, what comes out, um, but if they, let's say, launch at the same time, they, they are definitely going to compete. But in the end, marketing is also a big, uh, you know, point. And Servios usually is killing it in that sense. But we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Archangel was pretty good. Pretty good. And Skydance, I think Skydance is a developer, but they are also this big TV channel thing. I don't know what they are exactly, (laughs) but they it's like they outsource this. They they don't always make games; they also do other stuff. They're like a media company. They're like a production studio. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. What I what Um, I really liked is like what you highlighted as well, like uh, the immersion that they're like going for. It's like mm. not not just like taking a mat pack out of your backpack and then applying it on your body. No, you actually have to like physically around your, around your arm Th- those yeah. kind of mechanics i really really enjoy and then i saw like that uh, there were also like a uh, tree dialogue so depending mm-hmm. on like the con- conversation you were holding you know it could go either direction mm-hmm. uh you have quests you have factions because i could see that there were like uh, uh, your uh, infamy has increased with a certain faction That's right. or yeah. like th- those kind of things are really cool for like having um uh, how you said it, like a longer term gameplay, like, you know, it, yeah. it extends the, the, the gameplay so much more. Uh, yeah. And then just the level of immersion that they're showing, not only in the fights, but also the reloading mm. mechanics, the, uh, yeah. the the shooting of the guns, uh, and then so much beyond like the, you know, the crafting or like the, uh, the mat pack thing and the backpack thing. Like, ah, I, I really enjoy that. I like yeah, that subtle. Think, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is like the Walking Dead Telltale series. Um, mm-hmm. The you know when you're selecting dialogue, but mm-hmm. in the Telltale series, there were there were aspects where you know you you had to saw an arm off or something. And mm-hmm. here they're they're not shying away from as they show in the in both the CGI trailer and in the gameplay footage. You know, axing mm-hmm. things in the head, uh, gore, grabbing someone's skull, and you know yeah. taking a gun mm-hmm. to it, and and all that happens so, thereafter. Like I think I I love seeing the adult nature of this game coupled with mm. its kind of cartoony style. I think it works really well. Um, talking about that, it. talking about that, like the physics in this one are, from what I can see, I still need to try it, of course, but uh, is, is very impressive where you have a baseball bat, you hit the zombie, but it's not like you go straight through the zombie. You have some, you know, like there is an actual skull there and it, it feels like there is, you know, you some, to some swing to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> when I like, I keep comparing it to Onslaught because I mean we have two Walking Dead games coming out now, so it, it's the only way to go. Um, in in the one from Servios, you were just slashing straight through them. You know, it was kind of you could just go all over the place. But again, it's yeah. an arcade approach, and this one a, is more. Didn't they no, have they, a, they, a visceral feedback system? Yeah, system yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you could also... always go th- straight through uh, a zombie if you wanted to. Where here, it feels like you have to. Use it like use a bed, for example, like two, three times before you really get through a head. Well, there was like I, one and done. And I know with the onslaught, they also did have that mechanic where you're 
knife does get stuck in their head. Um, mm-hmm. So it does have some yeah. similar mechanics, but it's going to be interesting, I think, uh, which one will do better in the long run with the sort of mainstream VR crowd. Um, yeah. But this one, I, I'm not, I can't remember if we have a release date for the Servios one, uh, Onslaught, but this one is coming out in January uh, next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, definitely one to keep an eye out for, but I think uh, it looks I, it looks great from these first uh, impressions. And there's a question here from Kaz and Cherry yeah. asking, yeah, I suppose you were picking the same one up, Rowdy, um, which is whether or not the characters <clears throat> from the show appear in this. And as far as I can tell from the trailers, I think the answer is no. So they're definitely taking different roads this and the Servios game yeah and personally I prefer that because like yeah. you know if you watch the TV show you know their story and you want to just watch their story exactly. and I think you know it's cool like in Onslaught you can be them mm-hmm. if you want to but personally like I really enjoyed the Telltale games because it wasn't anything yeah. to do with the main I, show I, I think that um, I'm not sure but I think that Saints and Sinners is a game that uh, in the end Skydance uh, is, is going to make because they they want to they they got the IP and they can be kind of free within certain boundaries and with Servios they are usually the one that takes uh, this you know offer so I, I'm sure that same with you know uh, Westworld they get asked to make a game so it's them just delivering a product and mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. do what the client wants mm-hmm. and I think the same with AMC happened because they are preparing obviously for the next season to promote it. So mm. that game and specifically on slot one is made to get people, you know, mm. to HBO. Well, this one seems to be more of a game because they want to have this game around. Yeah. You know what I also, mean? So I think there's a different purpose for every <laughs> game there. Mm-hmm. Also, do you think at the ending of the of the video that they're kind of like teasing usable vehicles? Oh, I didn't in the gameplay, yeah. In the or gameplay, possibly. like he, he turns around and there's like some kind of like weird like homemade vehicle or something that is that is uh, standing there. I was wondering if that if that was like a usable vehicle or well, like you know that would be interesting. You to mean see. like that's like the RV? Is it, is that what you're pointing at? Uh, I, I don't know what it is exactly. It looks like something. Well, that he's hmm. he's walking towards. If if uh, if Skydance is is listening to the show or watching, and they want to give us some some awesome exclusives to share with you know people here, then I mean we're we're down. I'm sure we are. Um, also, what do you cases in the chat? Kill those Freddies. Yeah, there's one other thing I just want to mention about Walking Dead as a as an IP is that um, for those who haven't played it, there's a great AR Walking Dead game that that kind of came out about a year after the whole kind of Pokemon Go craze, maybe a year and a half. And that was actually a really solid AR title. Now they're pushing into VR. And I love their website, vrwalkingdead.com. I mean, they're really pushing all fronts here. Um, and for, to have a TV show IP do that is a bit of a surprise. I can't tell you another one. I mean, obviously, we, you know, Nathan, you were just mentioning about what Servios picked up with uh, <coughs> uh, with the other title as well. But this is, this is neat to see. Um, oh, yeah. Large IPs taking a bid on new I- technology. It's, yeah. it's, it's also great to see these games usually getting posted to the Facebook page of AMC and their Twitter. And it's, it's yeah, it's definitely a, a push for like. VR once again. Yeah, totally agreed. So we've got two Walking wow. Dead games to look forward to. Onslaught yeah. and the one we just mentioned, Saints and Sinners. Next up, bit of news is about the upcoming Iron Man game from the team at Camouflage who've been working closely with Marvel on this one. Uh, In this game, you'll get to take the role of Tony Stark and get to control the legendary Iron Man suit using the PSVR move controllers. And this game, you know, it looks like it's going to be much, much more than just an Iron Man branded 
wave shooter. You know, it's got like an original story. The game's been in development for uh, over three years now. And uh, from the story, from what I've read, it, it seems kind of interesting. You know, you're going to be up against um, a new villain that we've not seen before, unless you read uh, the Iron Man comics. Uh, the villain is known as Ghost. And uh, they were a witness to like the damage caused by Stark made oh. weaponry years pr- prior to this Ooh. story. Um, so Ghost's fight against Tony Stark and Iron Man is both ideological and personal. Hmm. And because of that, Tony has to like, you know, take a look back at his past and think about the decisions <laughs> that he made on and off the battlefield. So it looks it looks cool. Yeah. I, I really like the look of this game. The, you got to play it, right, Nathy? I, I did get to play it, yeah, at Gamescom. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's great to, to be able to step into the suit of Iron Man. You have this heart that totally makes sense in this title usually you're annoyed by all the information in there mm. but this time it's like oh yeah you know you can hear your your suit going around <laughs> your body and then suddenly the mask goes over your head and then you know you see this beautiful island this this place where tony stark lives and you get to explore his mansion a bit and uh, talk to pepper yeah it's 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 amazing and uh, i'm very excited for it the new trailer that i think they launched yesterday shows a lot of more a gameplay and i'm happy because first we weren't sure what it was going to be mm. and now it's mm. like oh wait so there's this maybe this one mission where a plane is about to crash and you gotta you know uh, uh put down the fire <clears throat> that g- got caused and then save some people that are still in there and then other moment it's like oh there's like an attack of of uh, robots and so you have like different types of things to do it's like a, a, a puzzler in a way you you gotta gotta shoot you gotta you know, do a bit of parkouring. And yeah, it's good they, that they mixed it up because if you think about it, what what can you do as Iron Man? After all, you're maybe kind of running out of ideas, but uh, it mm. seems like they went very creative. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. curious. I'm curious for, for you know, the full uh, title. Also, I think as well, uh, like, it's great... It's, it's great to be like actually Tony Stark outside of the suit as well. Mm. Like, I, I like <clears> that they showed that mm. in the original trailer, yes, you know? Yes. Also, on on a side note, I always like how PlayStation like portrays people wearing a virtual reality. <laughs> yeah, I, classic, I love right? how they do it with that translucent kind of like thing that yeah. like you can still see their eyes. It's so well done. Like it's I really smart. like that. I don't see anyone else do that. Did you guys nope. ever see HTC no. or an Oculus or anyone else portray it that way? I don't. I don't think it's, so. It's it's still a little bit weird. But it does make more sense. From let's say if you see this for the first time, you never tried VR. I think. It's way better to understand what's happening, and uh, but I think mm. I think that's why they do it because it oh, yeah. makes it, it makes people who never tried VR like a little bit more clear, like how this thing works. You know, mm. you can still see their face. Yes. So it's uh, it, I think it's, it's also a fair representation. I feel rowdy uh, of the actual experience because if you think about the journey as an end user you go from being able to see the world to being able to see another world. So it's mm. not this idea like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and block my eyes. <laughs> like that's, yeah, which exactly. is what every, the, every other kind of advertisement yeah. represents. So <laughs> according to Chris Richardson, this is just a lesson for everyone who has not read the comics. Mm. A ghost was a baddie in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, cool. Thank you. I, I, I thought it was like... Ghost from Call of Duty for a second. I don't know why, but <laughs> hey. Sadly, he, he, he got killed, dude. Spoiler, yeah. sorry. Um, but this uh, this week, we actually got a release date for Iron Man. Uh, it's going to be launching on the 28th of February next year, mm-hmm. and it's going to be exclusive to the PSVR. That's surprising, right? So. Because I thought it was going to be Christmas. Same. Pushed back. Hmm. Same. <laughs> but while we're on the subject of Marvel, kind of leads us nicely onto our next bit of news this week, and that is from The Void and ILM X Lab. Now, if you're not familiar with The Void, 
It's a series of location-based VR experiences, mainly in locations across like the US and Canada. Uh, they did have a pop-up in London for a very brief time, but it's not there anymore, sadly. Um, but you get to go into these experiences as a group. It's, it's a group thing. So you go in with friends and family, up to four players in total, and you get to experience a unique virtual reality experience that you can't experience anywhere else uh you know they they feature full body tracking you have like wind heat vibration physical items that you have to use and manipulate in the game world as well and it really does make for an immersive uh, and impressive vr experience uh i think we all we've all tried it now right we've all tried the void it's the heat it's it's the heat that did did me you know it's like that part of my brain i don't think i've ever been in a vr experience before where like you, you're, uh, that was the Star Wars one, looking over lava, and I, I knew myself. It's kind of like the people who you filmed doing the Richie's Plank experience, Mike. You know mm. yourself when you are up against the mental wall of I will not step over there, yes. just in case that's actually real lava. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you're totally right. And, and you, you know, it, this was the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire experience, which was one of their most popular ones, I think. Uh, but there's a part where you open up to the world of Mustafar, which is featured obviously in Vader Immortal a lot, um, and this takes place before the events of Vader Immortal. But like you say, the doors open of your little spaceship and the lava world is there. And we all just kind of looked at each other and was like, who's going to step out first? Because it's not going to be me. Uh, <laughs> amongst the, the four stormtroopers that, that that were playing the experience. And, but yeah, and don't don't forget about the smell too. Like you can you can smell what's going on. You can mm, smell right. the fear. I could smell well, Beat yeah, Saber that... in there for sure. I can definitely <laughs> smell some Beat Saber. Yeah. <laughs> so alongside Star Wars, uh, The Void also have uh, experiences for Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, Ghostbusters and also a horror one that Nathy oh. uh, is going to try out called Nicodemus. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I promised that. Yeah, Nic- I know, yeah. Nicodemus. Jesus. Dang it. Yeah. Um, but this, but they've <laughs> announced a new experience. Because Nic- yeah, <laughs> I'm hung up on Nicodemus. It sounds like Nostradamus is has is working on patches, nicotine patches. It's Nicodemus. Yeah, you know, he's just there. Nicodemus can't get any. Can't yeah. get enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I'm sure there's less scary. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a legend behind that name, but I don't know what it is, sadly. <laughs> um, but this new experience that they announced this week, because uh, they've always they've been teasing that it's going to be like a Marvel IP. Hmm. Well, we finally know what it is, and it's called Avengers Damage Control. Now, in this experience, it oh. seems like you're going to be controlling a brand new <laughs> prototype suit, which has been designed by Shuri, who's, um, if you've seen Black Panther... She was like the scientist in Wakanda that kind of developed a lot of the technologies. She was like the, the badass kind of like yeah. uh, yeah. scientist in the background. Um, well, basically, she's designed this new suit, and it's a cross between the Black Panther suit and the Iron Man suit. So it's got like mm. elements of both, uh, which kind of looks unique. Um, and basically, you suit up wearing these suits, and you're fighting an enemy that's trying to... Uh, take this technology from you and and in this experience you're going to be fighting alongside uh, obviously you as your teammates who are all wearing these suits but also alongside some of the favorite avengers like um dr strange wasp ant-man uh and more to kind of stop this before the world goes okay to crap. so so that would mean that if you enter the void you get to pick a card like they did with wreck and ralph because when i went to uh, los angeles i tried uh, wreck and ralph and they let you pick a card and I was like, okay, just pick one. And then you got like a random one. And that's the character you were going to play. So I think right. they're going to let you, you know, uh, choose uh, who you want to play. But I do wonder if you mention Iron Man and also uh, Doctor Strange, what are you going to hold in your hands? Or is it mm. just going to be, because they use leap motion technology, yeah. but then still, how do you, how would you activate that? I wonder. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I don't think from what I get the impression from the trailer that you're all going to be wearing these these suits uh, and that you the the other characters will be in it, but oh, you won't be able to oh, play okay, as them. Okay. So I, I think Iron Man, uh, like uh, Doctor Strange, Wasp and Ant-Man are just like other people oh, that are okay, in the world. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think you're all wearing these like kind of hybrid mm. Iron Man, Black Panther Three suits. Three people still, in the suits and gloves them, maybe? Are they? One of them are naked. Yeah, that's going to make an interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. Void experience. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, are they going to upgrade the Void then with some new technology? Because it does sound like it. Maybe, maybe. But obviously, like, you know, we unfortunately, none of us are going to be able to try it because this is only in the US and, and Canada. Uh, mm. This this new experience opens up on the 18th of October. You can pre-order, like, tickets now. Oh. Um, but apparently, it's going to be a limited run. So they're not sure if this is going to be a permanent experience as part of their lineup. So if you want to try it out, you've got to kind of be quick because it's only going to be available for a couple of months. Um, but of course, they've got key locations in like Anaheim, Las, Las Vegas uh, and places like that. So if you live near one, mm. you know, mm. check it out and let us but know because we'd love to know what it's like. That doesn't take away that the void is welcome in Europe. I, I would love <laughs> to see a pop up in Amsterdam. I mean... Yeah, like the pop up in the UK, it did pretty well from what I understand. And because it is like a relatively small cube it fits quite well in like a shopping mall um which is where it was in the uk and you know you could you could walk around it because it uses like the <laughs> the non-occluding spaces which we've talked yeah. about before which is like the tea for god thing where you're walking around in circles but you feel like you're walking a long distance maybe, in the game. Maybe, maybe you can just offer yourself as like hey you can use my house as as the next void uh, location yeah. <laughs> they can like mike uh, sitting oh, oh. at his lunch and meanwhile people are just having fun playing <laughs> yeah. playing uh <laughs> Making uh, cups of tea for people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> tea for uh, God, yeah, no. Mike. Tea for God. Make sure to tea make some tea oh, for nice. God. Like we did there. Yeah. yeah, so I actually got to meet uh, uh, the head of production, uh, Camille, um, uh, from The Void at OC6. So she was really interesting to talk to. She was hinting, obviously, at this uh, Avengers thing, but couldn't say anything about it. Um, but yeah, I did mention, obviously, we want more locations in the UK and in Europe. And she kind of hinted at something, but... You know, we'll have to wait and see. Profitability matters, uh, though, as well, right? I mean, like uh, overexpansion yeah. is not something that I wish on any company. Go steady and stable. Keep your bottom line nice and clean. Keep making money. Expand when you can. Oh, yeah. yeah, but out of all the the, the location-based VR experiences, uh, the Void has been the one that's kind of like set the gold standard. Mm, like, it, it's I interestingly, I, I I bumped into the um, the guy who was behind the Alien one, Alien Descent. We mentioned that on the podcast a while oh, ago yeah, as well, sure. and that was like a, in Orange County, I believe. But they ended up having to shut it down apparently. What? Um, yeah, I never heard so, much about it either. I, I, I'm no, surprised. I never heard of anyone that actually tried it either. So that's a real shame. Wow. But I love the Alien franchise, so yeah. I'd have loved to have tried it. So I, hopefully that comes back to life at some point. I, I think Dreamscape is also quite good compared to mm -hmm. The Void, uh, and and you also need to remember that The Void uh, has uh, places like has locations at the best spots. You know, like. For example, in LA, they have it near the pier. It's like right. one of the golden spots to be in. And they yeah. just open a new one that is beautiful. It's this yeah. crazy, awesome place where they have one now. I don't know. I forgot and, the name. And of course, they partner with ILM X Lab. So they get Star Wars, they get and the Disney all, IPs, all of the Ralph, big ones in the know, same Marvel. scene are in one place. Yeah. Yeah. That's thing, of so that's cool. Uh, yeah. If you get to try it out, we'd love to know your feedback um, and let us know. It was Vegas, so is, by the way. That is Void. Oh, Las Vegas as well. Yeah, cool. Um, this was a quick uh, addition that I added to news. So I might even surprise you guys with this one. Uh, but this is from uh, the, the Valve Index subreddit. Uh, <gasps> because this week, a user by the name of Ein Handy 
reports that he sent his Knuckles controllers back to Valve uh, due to the thumbstick clicking issue, which we talked about on a previous episode. And basically, mm-hmm. the thumbsticks just don't click in all directions when they're pushed down. It's a really strange thing. Every other thumbstick on every other controller does it, so it's just weird that it doesn't happen <laughs> on the Knuckles. He sent them back, and it seems the controllers that he got back are a hardware revision because there's some new additions. So not only does the thumbstick now click in all directions, but also they've they've added haptic feedback when pulling the triggers in the Steam VR menu system. Yeah, yeah. What? he says without telling us, without telling anyone. And this is important because I think if they told huh. everyone, then everyone would be sending their controllers back <laughs> yes. and calls them an, a nightmare. See, that's why we're doing it. So that's why we're doing it. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry Val. I am so yeah. sorry. Maybe if you'd given me a free headset, I wouldn't have mentioned this, but you should get a... No, I'm joking. I would never do that. We, we, we report the news for you, our community. That's that's the important thing. So yeah. Um, so now, if you can't, you know, you might be lucky if you RMA your controllers that you might get uh, this new revision sent back. Um, so the key, like, I'm kind of intrigued about doing this myself, but of course, the biggest issue for me is how long are they going to be away for? Because, you know, I need, I want to use mm. this headset. So um, it's kind of interesting that this has happened, um, and the, you know, even when it, when it was questioned on the on the subreddit, like, are you sure this like haptic feedback on the tr- the trigger is like not a software update and added to all index controllers? He was like, no, I've got a, an older set as well. I tried them both side by side, and this new set has this haptic feature. So, like a millionaire, and I'm like, <laughs> he's got so two, two sets of but, indexes. What? Yeah, but uh, maybe he's a developer. I don't know. So but, so, so did did, did this uh, you know did the subreddit also assemble in that case where other people also. Re- part of this because it's still one guy and i'm, I'm yes. not saying that like this sounds no, great and location but, yeah, yeah what was this no, US someone or else where was this uh i don't know but someone yeah. else also confirmed that the the, the trigger okay. thing as well cool. um but obviously th- this was only yesterday so it hasn't kind of like gained it much traction on on the subreddit yet but yeah. i'm sure well, now, now like, it does it'll be a question of time but yeah like <laughs> if this is the case then i'm certainly interested but hey, I, I want it to be a quick turnaround I, I don't see why 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 someone wouldn't send back their broken controllers because they sold broken controllers to us in the end yeah yeah so. exactly um so yeah that is the valve uh <laughs> knuckles controllers and is there uh, is there some... like because people in the chat are asking as well is there like a link that you can follow to rma or is it just I think the just... general support just do it through support on Steam. Uh, they will ask plenty of questions from what I understand, and maybe even you have to provide a video of the problem that you're having. But they, they are aware of, obviously, this thumbstick issue, you know, is is kind of widespread on Reddit. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Meanwhile, at the office, like this red alarm starts to spin out and everyone's running around like, oh, no, every oh, LD reported on it. Help, <laughs> help. Yeah. Exactly. It's, well, it's definitely <laughs> different than if they spammed the, the Steam store with it, and, you know. Full refund now available for index controllers. Just re- click this link, and you know they don't want yeah. it to come at them that way. But that's great. That's, yeah. I mean, even even that they've responded to it in pretty quick time, in a sneaky way. Manufacturing in cycle, in a sneaky way. It's Why? not really that sneaky, though. I mean, like mm. think about it. If you're doing a manufacturing retooling, that takes time, and you until you get it right and you test it in yeah. the live, you don't want to then go blowing the trumpet, right? Uh, so, so Upsets what you're saying is that they're still going to, in the end, uh, um, you know, post what they did and what they worked on. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that the outcome of this is going to be that they will make a public announcement and they will do a recall. And if you want index controllers replaced, I think that they will do it. You think that's not going to happen? No, I, don't I don't think, think so. so. No, 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 no. I don't think so. It costs them way too much money. That's a good yeah. point. But not like they haven't got enough money, but. 
they, they won't do it. I don't think. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll wait. They'll they'll wait until and people they'll dial be, support. They'll be admitting then that they made a mistake because yeah. they initially said that I, the controllers work how they are how they are intended to work. Uh, right. Hang on, that's well, that's I, a support answer. That's saying I, product I, is working as it as it was specified is a little bit different I, than the company I, statement. I, I want a personal letter from Gabe Newell apologizing. To <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I felt like we're like the VR whistleblowers here. Whistleblowers. Let us know in the, in the chat if you successfully RMA them over the coming weeks. Love to know. But I'm tempted to do it myself. So the whistleblower VR anyway. podcast. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, last bit of news this week is about Beat On and SideQuest on Oculus Quest. Now, as you'll probably know, since the Quest release, there's been like a thriving community behind sideloading, experimental apps and games, and of course, a community behind custom Beat Saber songs and mods on Oculus Quest. You know, I'm a big advocate of like sideloading. I think it should it should exist. I think it promotes innovation, and I think we get to try experimental things, and I think that's great. However, there is an issue here, particularly with custom tracks and Beat Saber mods on Quest, because using this thing called Beat On through SideQuest is super, super easy. Like anyone can do it. It's, it's that simple. And yesterday, the SideQuest team announced that Beat On, uh, the developers, the, the team behind Beat On, will be shutting down the mod service for custom tracks and mods. And this is all due to the updated terms of service from Oculus. Now, I'll read some of it out in a bit, but basically this new terms of service prohibits the use of mods in games from the Oculus store. Um, and the team at Beyond are probably looking at this thinking, we don't want to get sued here, um, so let's just back down, which I think is fair uh, when you know who you're up against. Mm. Um, so I had a look through the terms of service, and it has some interesting things in there. So let me just read some of this out. So mm. it starts off with, if you have enabled developer mode, and we believe that you have misused the platform, including if it appears you have done any of the following, uploaded, distributed, or sideloaded any of the following content, content that appears to be infringing, copied, or pirated, or, con or content that contains malicious code, or mods of application available on or through our platform that appear to infringe on third parties' intellectual property rights, which of course is you know, other people's music tracks being used in Beat Saber, exactly. uh, introduce malicious code, give players an unfair advantage or are otherwise not approved, or use software or other tools to extract assets or content, or violated other Oculus terms of service, code or conduct, yep. or other Oculus policies. Then we may, without limiting any other rights mm. or remedies available to us, including any other rights to terminate or suspend your account or access to the service, elect to do any or all of the following. Warn you that your conduct has violated our policies, Limit, suspend, disable your developer mode. That's interesting. That limit or ban your access to ac to certain access. Uh, limit or ban your access to certain Oculus platform features. Suspend, terminate, or ban your Oculus user account. Ban you from creating or registering any new or additional Oculus accounts, and or refer you to law enforcement. Well, so you're like, holy crap. Okay, so if I'm if I'm beat on developers right now, I'm probably soiled myself, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to step away from this one pretty rapidly. Um, but also, even as an end user, it's kind of concerning, um, oh. because we, you know, it doesn't really seem like SideQuest are in the crosshairs in this. <clears throat> you know, I think it's still all right as a distributing platform for developers, you know, who maybe got rejected or have you know games, but for mods of games are no longer to tolerated. That's clear. But oh. and it's all to do with copyrighted music, of course, because you know if you're allowing copyrighted music to be allowed on your platform, even though you don't necessarily have control of it, 
you will probably be in the crosshairs for a legal battle. And Oculus don't want that for yep. sure. And you can understand why. Yep. So this is their sort of response to that. Mm-hmm. But what is quite concerning is that if you like after the after I read the last bit, that if Oculus want to, they could shut down SideQuest overnight, but not targeting them, but by targeting the individual end users by locking down the registered developer accounts that people did without obviously being a developer. Do you know what I mean? Because that mm-hmm. is part of the process. You mm-hmm. have to register as a developer to use SideQuest. And if they know that you're not a developer, they're just like, you know what? Suspend your developer account. You don't have access to SideQuest anymore. Yeah, this is an oh. obvious. This is an obvious chess move, and it's a smart chess move for them to make because you need to put your pawns in the right place to block further, uh, you know, the wound further opening, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They've already got SideQuest happening, whether they want it or not, who knows? Uh, but there are, you know, it started to go down this path of like, how do we control this? And no doubt, you know, legal team was looking at this and saying they're going to come at us if we don't stop this. And so we need to put policies in place. And it's likely they've already had a conversation with whoever regulates this space, um, probably copyright holders, to be honest, who say, well, they're playing games on your system of our music. You know, we, we own the rights to it. What are you going to do about it? And so they had to develop this as a response. So I actually, I, I'm a little on. bit on the other end of this. I find it actually a fairly logical consequence since, I mean, pirated music yeah. is something that is... That is that is a part of like Beat Saber, like you know that that is a thing. And Oculus or Facebook is not going to stand in the way of that kind of lawsuit, so they're going to update something like this. And I don't read it as like if you because they're not saying if you enable developer mode and you're not a developer, we may do this. They say actually if you have enabled developer mode and we believe you have misused the platform, which means that you have used infringed, copied, or pirated content. Correct. That is a different thing. That is not, for example, is if uh, I don't know, like Wildlands once is is on is on Oculus Quest. You're not right. pirating the game. However, if for example, um, Red Matter is available for free on SideQuest or whatever, then you're infringing on a on a copyrighted material that is then right. available, and then they have the right. But that con- content contains malicious codes. Most of available that are uh, appear to infringe the third party. Those are all logical kind of things. To me, yeah. I, I don't read it as if a developer would would upload their copyright to to mm-hmm. SideQuest that Oculus then would be able to target that developer say you need to take it off because I don't think it, it works that way. No, so like I said, I think I think sideloading apps on SideQuest will still exist, and I think it will yeah, be fine, correct. and I think that that it will coexist. It'll be interesting to see when they mon- try to monetize it what happens, but I think for the time being. I think they're going to be okay, but it just seems that the mods and and this like music but tracks and Beat Saber is just a big no-no this, for them, which I understand. This, does this also mean that right now the PC VR community is also in danger because modding on that is apparently then also why are they only targeting Quest in this case? Who's modding though? Who's modding VR games? So so this is the key with there Quest. You have to register a developer account. Oh yeah, to do it. That is true. That's 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 the difference that's the, with PC. Yeah. they don't have any control over. That's and, right. and that's because we got a, a good question, a good comment in the chat actually. It says, "What if you legally own that music track?" And, no, and that is true. No, yeah. that's not how it works. You don't. You don't get but a license. It, you don't get a license no, to no. use yeah. it for all purposes. If it's your purposes. own music track, if if it's your own no, no, music, but that's track not what they're asking. Want. They're they're saying, yeah. if I bought the MP3 off the store, do I then have a license to be able to no, load it to my not. side quest? You don't. And no. that's a misunderstanding. What you're saying, Rowdy, which is like um, PD, for instance, he used to write music. If he wanted mm-hmm. to load one yep. of his own tracks, I think the issue is. They're going to get caught in the gray area of behind 
all this it's falling same, over. It's right? the same as what happened with Mega Upload. Exactly, exactly, yeah. right? Mega Upload went down because of the, the you know, the 80% of the reasons users were using it for, 20% were totally legit, and they still didn't have a platform to upload anymore. Exactly. Same thing here. We actually right. talked about this so recently, and yeah. there, so the first victim that we can see is Beatdown. Hmm. Boom, just the in the first, wind. Yeah, that's the right? first time ever. Yeah. Not, not a surprise. It was going to happen. It's happened. The concern in chat, and my main concern, because my favorite app in VR at the moment is virtual desktop. And it's like, I don't want that platform targeted. And I think as long as they stay away from the money line, they'll be safe. But, but on yeah, the other side, yeah but, yeah, but on the other side, if you think about it, let's, let's say virtual desktop would be, you know, one of the <laughs> next uh, ones in line, then by, you know, uh, uh, forcing the players to not use it, because otherwise they're going to get banned, you can also just get the developer because the developer needs to make money in the end to be able to continue doing what he's doing. So I think uh, this is the weird thing. This is where things get kind of interesting because you mentioned virtual desktop, but big screen has had the same problem for, for a long time as well in that users have been watching maybe pirated content, but sharing that material with other users in a room. And again, you've got no control over that. And, and it's interesting why why it's different, but I think it's because like at the end of the day with virtual desktop and, and big screen is that you can access your PC and once you can access your PC, then you can do anything there. Yeah. You know, you've got no control over what the end user does. But certainly with with Beat on, it just seems an easier one to target. You also make a good point here, Mike. So the access to your PC, right? You can do mm. that with Dash and Virtual Desktop. Yeah. You can literally sit yeah. there, and if you wanted, you could watch a pirated film while you're playing Elite Dangerous, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I kind of feel that to an extent, there's an intrinsic binding between the functionality of Virtual desktop, which got there first, what there's in Dash, they're kind of side by side. But you know, some people are making the point, like, isn't isn't Beat Saber in the end just a kind of a glorified, you know, MP3 player for a lot of people? And it's like, I, I want my visuals, I want to play this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I but think I what's going to happen is this gets shut, and then Beat Sa Beat Games just open custom song support. As the, well, as the they've been, they've been talking about it for a long time. And, yeah. and just to be clear, this didn't come from Beat Games and it didn't come no. from Oculus. It's no. just the fact that Oculus updated their terms of service, beat on Defensive. developers, read it, and were like, yeah. you know, we're, yeah. we're on we're on dangerous yeah. ground here. And that's smart of them to do that. They are. Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things. And I think the problem is like with, with big screen and virtual desktop, it's not like Oculus or have a method to, to, to buy that stuff legitimately from their store right now. Whereas, you know, with beat games, they're releasing regular DLC packs like we've seen, like Panic at the Disco just released, you know, and they're paid for DLC tracks. So they're they're losing out when potentially you could get this DLC for free through beat on. And mm. I think that is the yeah, biggest yeah. issue right now. Oh, that like is, indeed. That's it, the problem that, that what they're saying, Dan, is like, you're infringing on the copyright or you have a yeah. third party that has intellectual rights to it and you have yeah. found a way to go around that. And that was the same problem that like all those like like Napster and Kazaa yeah. and all I just those wonder, the same kind of I just wonder issue. how deep they want to go with this because in the end, a lot is copyright. Let's say VR chat for a part, there's also stuff that people, you know, they have avatars, they have worlds that they mm -hmm. build that are also, uh, they don't yeah. have a license for that using certain images, yeah, whatever. If it, if it can be tracked down to a certain individual, yeah, but, they'll go after it. Yeah, that's but like, the thing. That's, yeah, but that's the, like, the thing is, if, if you start to punish people for creativity, because, I mean, I also don't support piracy to a certain point, but in VR chat, 
is like a place where people get to, you know, make whatever they want. And I totally get it that everything should be licensed. That's why we see the internet change right now. No, but that's a, that's a different discussion. It's it's like, yeah, but it's like now since yesterday, they created the fear of getting banned because you use something. And that hasn't been there before. Have you ever heard of someone getting banned on the Oculus platform before? No, because it, it didn't exist before. Now they have this power. They created this power. And of course, with, with Beetle, there, there it makes bands. sense to do it. But there were, yeah. there were bans they are for rare. use of users. Yeah, yeah but now they, they store. Yeah, um, but now they specifically reviews. they specifically <laughs> mention the you know the developer part that people have been using. And right no, now it's no, only because don't. of Beetle, but they might continue straightening the rules even more but that's that's not the thing they're saying they're saying if if you're using the developer mode and you're misusing the platform yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, by pirating copy copyright yeah, i know content, i know that's not that's that's but that's, that's not that's, that's not legal not with, that's not i mean it's the same if like if uh, for example you pay for an internet service mm-hmm. and you download a movie from a website yeah of course of illegally, course it's just then you're it's actually just, in the wrong and if they can track down your ip address there are certain mm-hmm. countries that will yeah, actually, yeah. for example, Germany, they will mm-hmm. actually send you a fine no, I, for that. I totally understand that. But I feel like personally that this is just the beginning. And I still, as I said before, I think SideQuest and many other mods are a ticking time bomb and they are not in the roadmap of Facebook because it's Facebook we're talking about here. You know, I don't know what Oculus would have done in this situation when they were still, you know, this- I think they had to do the same thing. But in the end, this this you know shows that we're getting to a point where we're reaching the ceiling of what is still you know legal and what isn't. They our our buddy Eminus uh, Eric Hartley has just uh, posted a very interesting point. He said the terms of service were updated on September eighteenth, uh, which was not coincidentally due to a large portion of the Oculus Quest library being uploaded to a BitTorrent site. If you guys remember that and the shutdown mechanics, so right. you know, definitely. Right. Yeah. Eric, thank you for mentioning that. That's a good reminder yeah. because that happened actually yeah. just before most of us were kind of flying to the States and got distracted by all of this. But that's a very important hallmark. And this yeah. response, as as he said, yeah. not coincidentally, mm. uh, is is, is, a, is a direct result, yeah, at least in and, part. And I, totally, I totally get that. You know, I don't condone piracy. You know, I, 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 I want developers to get paid for their hard work. It's a small enough industry yeah. as it is. Yes. And yeah. I don't want them to struggle any more than they have to. And I totally agree with that. <laughs> it is a shame, but it is what it is. I it, think, to be honest, if we all, if we all, like think about it. We probably knew that this was coming from the very yeah. beginning. That that custom I, tracks got announced. It, it, honestly, from the terms of service that they're writing, that it's more directed at this than to it like is. piss off users or to piss yes. off people who are actually working creatively to make the platform succeed. Exactly. I do think that. Yeah, I do think SideQuest will continue to be a, distribu- a distribution platform for games. Uh, you know, from developers, but I, I do think again we'll see more kickback potentially when they start monetizing the platform but of course we'll keep you yeah. all updated one additional happens. point on this mike if anyone else is interested because it, now it's just circumstantial uh, i certainly didn't influence the beat, beat on developers but the day before they updated this and they kind of pulled off they're pulling off the platform so to speak um if you want to if you have your beat saber uh, modded uh, it's, it's actually relatively easy to update and get it off or if you want the new dlc etc that we'll talk about in a moment um you just use SideQuest with your Quest connected, and you go and browse the apps. You can essentially take Beat Saber off, reinstall it natively on the Quest, mm-hmm. and then you've taken yeah. Beat on it, off. It, 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 it still sounds weird that they now have to moderate their developer mode that in the end is just broken, and they should find a di- better way to have a portal for developers to you know develop their games on Quest and not have actual consumers access that. 
Yeah. That's what Oculus Share was. It made sense because it was a, a side thing as well, just like side quest. But now they're just going to moderate their own system that is just keeping the floodgates open. So it just creates but more. I'm just glad that that exists because without that, we oh, wouldn't yeah. have side quest. So I'm sure someone else figured something else out. Let's say even yeah. if side quest would disappear, we're going to get three in return because the the community supports <laughs> open VR and is not Boy. backing away hey. from anyone. <laughs> You're making the point I made last week. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we all okay. love open VR in the end. So, <laughs> yeah. so that is uh, beat on, getting shut down. Um, so no more custom tracks or mods on the quest. Okay. Let's move on to uh, releases then. Hand over to Zim for the lowdown on the games that you should be checking out next week. Hey, hey. Okay, I think we've got so, quite a few, because we didn't do them last week. We've got to catch up, so prepare yourselves I'm, for this. I'm in no way covering everything that's released okay. in the last two weeks. Um, I have <laughs> I have five things I want to mention. Some of these you'll know, and I'm going to fly through, because as someone said in chat, quick news, we're 73 minutes in, you know? <laughs> so uh, typical F-Reality style, we get into That's why I don't call it quick news anymore. I just call it news now. <laughs> oh, do you? Well, then I need to update <laughs> yeah. my titles, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, all right. So the first thing is first, this is this is the one that I wanted to catch up on. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more next week. Um, but a game that launched on the 24th of September, which is a fantastic VR game uh, by Rockstar, is L.A. Noir: The VR Case Files, which is uh, kind of seven independent little contained stories. They've got some really good, um, I'll call it kind of piecemeal examples of good VR design from a bank heist, driving mechanics, uh, third-person interaction in this, you know, violent crime thriller. So if you haven't played this in 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 flat, um, then definitely take the time for it in VR. And that dropped on PSVR. Uh, it has been out for some time. Actually, December 2017 is when this first launched. Just as a reminder to those of you naysayers who think that maybe, um, you know, VR GTA or mm-hmm. VR Red Dead Redemption is impossible. Well, there has been some murmurs about that. And as I said, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, in, in next week's uh, show as well. But uh, keep, an, keep your eyes open and your fingers crossed. I would love to see a Rockstar VR title, uh, second one, because they've already shown their prowess in this one. Uh, anyone else want to make a comment about uh, the VR case files, L.A. Noir? It, it gives you a taste of what GTA 6 is going to be like. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see if GTA Six has VR um, uh, support or not. I I would love it. I, I'm still Rockstar is slow. They're a behemoth, right? I mean, the production is. I mean, if you ever look at their credits, you just look at that and you go, "Holy shit!" That's where games are at the AAA. And then you look at the numbers that they sell, and you understand why it takes that many people to push such but a they're, behemoth. They're very much like Valve in that they they're very secretive and they do mm-hmm. things on their own time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's that one. Anyway, Reddit Reddit's got a lot of very interesting stories about that, um, and we did hear this week. Obviously, uh, Reddit Redemption is coming to PC. So um, more on that next week. Uh, the next game. This one is totally psycho. Uh, this is called Drums of War. Landed the first of October. Landed landed in October. This game seems totally nutty. Um, Drums of War, Rift Vive, and Windows Mixed Reality support, seven quid, 40 and pounds, just about eight or nine dollars. Um, it's got a locomotion system that uh, you couldn't see anywhere else. Uh, this is best succinctly described as an orc drumming game. You you smack the drums to like, it's kind of like left, right, left, right with your drums. And so you're actually moving technically in six degrees of freedom, I suppose, but you're actually fixed to this drum kit. 
and he used the drum kit as well to <laughs> fire brilliant. off ammunition. This is just freaking nuts. It was created by the lead designer of Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock, Guitar Hero, Metallica, and Band Hero. So there is some <laughs> there's some pedigree here. Um, yeah. But you basically kill off dwarf scum, burn their villages down, and save other orcs in this VR music rhythm game. So there you wow. go, lads. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to think about this. Like, I, either it's going to be fucking confusing as all hell, or it's going to be really fun. And it's got a real heavy metal soundtrack. So Drums of War, check it out. It looks like hilarious it, uh, to play, though. It's like, have you ever dreamed of being an orc drummer? <laughs> it's like, this is your game. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's got to be one of the most unexpected combos that I've yeah. seen uh, in our releases so far. All right, the next one is a is, is a real uh, a, a real um, uh, what do I call this one? This one has been a nightmare in my head for many years. Uh, you're going to guess already what this is. This is um, Dread Halls on Oculus Quest. So mm-hmm. for about uh, ten dollars, uh, White Door Games have landed on yet another platform. They've been with us since 2014, landing on <laughs> Gear VR, Vive, Rift. It just keeps coming to different platforms. Uh, they've got PSVR, and now. Quest. So mm-hmm. I, I did hear quite a few mixed reviews uh, from both Reddit and the Oculus Store. If you don't know what Dread Halls is, it's a procedurally generated horror dungeon crawler. Um, and it's really got two hemispheres within the game. One part is a, a relatively short campaign that steps you through different creatures, bad guys, and, and you kind of progress level by level. Um, and then there's the randomized mode, which is actually the thing that goes full procedural. You don't know what you're going to face. You don't know how easily you'll get out of the dungeon. The dungeons do tend to be around about the same size, but Dread Halls, um, in my opinion, is really the, the best game if you want horror that remains consistent. I've never over more than 100 hours of Dreadhall's gameplay, gotten used to it, and it still scares me to this day. So if there's if, if there's a grandmother that you don't particularly like, or you're waiting on inheritance, um, or you've got a cousin that you just want to like piss off a little bit, then stick him in Dreadhall's. I think it makes a good buy. And just a reminder, Sergio Hidalgo behind this is also making a sci-fi space game, um, which I'm really looking forward to. I wonder if any of the procedural drives in that are going to come through as well. So that's keep an eye, eyes out for that. I remember doing a live stream of Dread Halls. I actually finished it as well. Um, but the, the one bit of advice I would give you is that when you see the dog, he doesn't like to be poked in the butt. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I personally don't like the meatballs. Those things are feckin' terrifying. Oh, yeah, they're weird. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, it's all like something out of... Um, uh, what's that feckin' Doctor Who? It's kind of like Doctor Who a little bit. I don't know. And it's, mm. and it's in its horror. Okay, the next one. This is like totally obvious. What game is coming out on the 10th of October? Can anyone tell me? It's a Halloween title for sure. It's a Halloween title. No, yeah. it's not. Be- beach, beach Body Bro Halloween. I Halloween still can't DLC. believe you covered that. I still can't believe you covered that, Mike. So Asgard's <laughs> Wrath, long awaited. Uh, I'll call it double A title. I know they're going to hate me for not saying triple A, but Sanzaru Games have come out with this uh, game, which... Uh, you know, you get to become the next Asgardian god as you immerse yourself in this legendary world of North mythology. I would say from all the times I've played Asgard's Wrath, it certainly does deliver on that. The nearest thing I would say to it in terms of its feel, look and feel, would be Hellblade. Hellblade gave me similar vibes. Um, and you get battle, you get to battle as a mortal and transfer yourself into kind of god mode. The one thing I would warn you about, however, uh, if you are like me and you're always chasing hard drive space, 121 gigabyte install size. So you really need a godly sized uh, hard drive for this one. I think that's something that you got to 
watch out for. So the sword play was particularly good when we demoed it some months back at PAX. Uh, solid game. Looking mm. forward to it. And it's uh, it's a high price. I think it's $40. Will so, this run on my Intel Core potato? <laughs> That's a good question. I know all of our demo machines have always been highly specced, so I look forward to see how well it runs. But it looks it looks very well. Uh, that's one thing I'll say about the game. Okay. All right. Uh, finally, uh, the last thing I want to talk about is um, Oculus Quest uh, has gotten a series of Oculus Go games. Um, so I think there's 60 titles that have now been ported over and as a kind of like a licensing pad on the back, you get the, um, value of, of all these Oculus Go titles, some that I'll mention, because I think if you haven't played them and you're an Oculus Quest owner, um, you will have missed them, let's say on Go. And these are things you should definitely check out. Now, someone said that Daedalus was on there. Um, I didn't confirm it, but these are the three that I would recommend. I'd recommend Land's Edge, which is kind of short has a kind of a windlands look to it. Um, and as a kind of a bite-size, say less than two hour experience, very pretty, uh, very nice design. And actually a lot of these titles have sixed off movement in them now because of the quest, which is really cool as an upscale. And then Darknet, Darknet, if you've ever been into hacking and stuff like that, again, probably uses VR the least, uh, VR, the VRs around you, but really makes you feel like a hacker. Uh, great kind of puzzles design and, um, Fantastic. Republic, we've mentioned before. If you already have mm -hmm. Republic, um, before the end of the year, if you claim it, you can get a copy. Um, but after that, then they're going to start to charge you for the quest title, which I think is a fair, a, a fair time frame. It's not like, oh, two weeks do it or, you know, you're not getting it. So end of year is pretty fair for Oculus to do that. But as I said, it was last week. I've got a rage about something. I've got a favorite Go title that isn't supported, and that's called Neros. And I'm going to flash that on screen. We talked about pirate game. Uh, a little bit earlier, DeLeon Legends, which is coming to the PC VR platform. Um, but because I've talked about it before and I've never showed it off, I figured on the video podcast we'd at least show you a little bit what Narrows was uh, was all about. It's actually quite a good-looking game, a resolution games. If you've been impressed by the game design of, of recent games like Akron, for instance, mm. then uh, this is something you shouldn't pass by. And this is my plea to Oculus. Please let resolution games... I don't know if they've actually attempted it or if it wasn't popular enough. I think that's it. I think it was a hidden gem and people just don't know this exists. It plays like <laughs> like um, FTL or From Other Sons in a in this in this lovely ship on ship battle. You can you command a crew, you upgrade your weapons, and it's roguelike. When you die, you, your game resets and you start wow. over again um, with ships that you have unlocked. So if you're into piratey stuff and you don't have PC VR, uh, then maybe we can all beg. Oculus to uh, launch Neros on what I, Quest. What I do know is that uh, Resolution Games is very proud of Neros because when I went to their office uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, they had this fish tank that was completely decorated with all these narrow, Neros-themed things. Awesome. And they were telling me about it. And they also had a replica of one of the ships that you have to, you know. Uh, so, yeah, they are very proud. It's one of their first... Uh, titles they made so yeah they they definitely are i think huh. uh, up for it but if oculus is that's the real question please it's amazing more players deserve it's, to play that game it is it is an incredible piece and nathan if you have photos of your visit or <laughs> off the contact resolution i need to see <laughs> this fish tank it sounds it sounds great yeah you should so, so quick question is there a list somewhere of all the games that are coming yes there is uh so okay now if you read it and you say list of oculus quest games there's actually a formal oculus blog post 
Um, so Mike, okay. for the description, I can feed that to you. Cool. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a little yeah. buried. It's like under an FAQ and you have to pop one out and then it gives actually the little mm -hmm. thumbnails of all the games, the entire list, uh, which so, is really nice oh, cool. to see. So yeah. one more question that I've been wondering about playing an Oculus Go title on the Quest. Is it the same experience because the Go isn't positional tracked? So are you actually getting that or is it the same? It's like an emulated version of... It's based on, so it is an emulated version by definition, but uh, some some games like Lands, uh, Lands Edge, for instance, um, you are able to move in sixth off uh, and your player character actually moves. So instead of you know using a thumbstick or whatever to move around, you do get that. But it's not every game has it. So, so with yeah, others, you're just stuck in up to place, the like your head is on a, on a stick and you have to... Yeah, some games are so strictly three off. Okay. Yeah. So basically, during Car Carmack's keynote, he he talked about this and said that some some games just because of the engine that they used when they transferred uh, it to six off, it just automatically worked. But it mm -hmm. doesn't apply to all games. Yeah. Okay. And 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 someone in chat was saying that some of the games haven't yet appeared in the Oculus library to download. Um, so it might be a feathering through that they're doing over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So I was intrigued. Are they going to release each game individually on the store? Or is it just a case of one app, like will be like Oculus Go emulation app, and then you rebuy the gaps? I actually got contacted for one of the games um, in an Oculus email that came to my inbox, and it gave me instructions of how to go to it. I think it was library and some other subset. Uh, but my understanding is that it's individualized one by one. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, because because again, they're selling them as a commodity. So they're, they're yeah. selling these games as well. Um, but I, I wonder I, I, how they're going to be tagged in the store is my main question. Because if you're mm. a Quest owner and you buy a, an yeah. upscaled, you know, Go game, you might be like, what the I, hell did I just buy? I bought a three down game, but I've got six <laughs> off controls. You know, I, you might I, be disappointed. I, I do think you gotta gotta search for it. It's not gonna be like in your face because you know they're the native quest titles are still the ones that they want to sell exactly. the most, right? And the cool. last the last little piece uh, before I wrap up uh, some DLC for those of you who are like you know maybe short on change this week and looking for some DLC. Um, Arizona Sunshine have dropped their damned DLC, so that's that's been in the works for some time. Uh, gives gives me really left for deady vibes, and then of course Beat Saber uh, with what they announced at Oculus uh, Oculus Connect. Panic at the Disco has launched. Now I heard that that was four tracks. I haven't had a chance to to, yeah, four, to check right? it myself. Is it only it it's is. only four tracks, right? Yeah, and it is four ninety nine, I believe, in pounds. Okay. So you're almost paying a pound per track. That's um, pretty normal, but... though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I bought it uh, yesterday and I checked it out and um, I really like the new uh, environment. Like there's parts of the environment and yeah. you've, I've, I've seen stuff that I've never seen before in Beat Saber tracks. Yeah. Like they completely black it out. Yep. You can't see anything. It's pitch black. Then the track lights up again with all the neon lights and stuff. Yeah. So they do some really nice visual tweaks that I've never seen before. But of course, it's the it's... same game we know and love, but Panic! at the Disco music, which is also great. I, so. I saw that the levels kind of look like you're in a church. It's like exactly, you're, yeah. you're, you're like yeah. God is a DJ, right? And and then you yeah. have this going on. I think it's epic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. That's, and of so course, that's it. Those you, are all the, sorry, go on, Mike. I was just going to say that if you buy it on Quest, then you also get it on Rift as well. Um, Cross buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's really important, especially if you're in yeah. a household where you're buying Beat Saber tracks four times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Okay. Well, hope everyone, if there's anything I missed as well, mention it in chat. We might mention it at the end. If there's anything in particular that launched in the last uh, two, two and a half weeks, uh, that you particularly enjoyed launched and you thought was like a hidden gem, tell us. Otherwise, back to you, Mike, for the big backbone breaker. Yeah. 
Okay, so the main topic this week is, of course, our hands-on experience with the HTC Vive Cosmos. Now, I think out of all of us, I think only Nathy and I are the ones that have actually tried it. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Nathy got to try it at HTC's office in San Francisco. So it was kind of like a like a demo like that they set up, whereas obviously I've tried it here at home and I've tried some other things that maybe they wouldn't show at this demo. So let's kind of get into it and then you can kind of chime in with what you think as well, Nathan, because I'd be intrigued to know. Um, but like um, I, I pre-ordered one, uh, but then HTC were kind enough to send one out uh, for me to review. So then I canceled my pre-order and just used the one that they gave me. Uh, and it was basically waiting for me when I got home from California. So it was kind of like one of the first things I did when I got back, even though I was so tired. I was super excited to actually try it out because... I was actually genuinely excited about this headset um, for a few reasons. You know, I thought it was kind of interesting uh, with their new controllers. I thought the flip-up display was kind of interesting, although I was skeptical about it to a certain degree. Um, but I was just, uh, just excited that HTC were coming to the market with another headset, to be honest. Um, so I jumped into it straight away, uh, got it set up. And I will say, you know, the setup process, really simple. You just need to download some software from the HTC website runs you through the process, tells you how to put the headset on, tells you how to adjust your IPD, which is a great thing. Like many headsets that I've set up before tend to kind of shy away from telling you about IPD for some reason, which is so bizarre because mm-hmm. it's so intrinsic to having a good experience. So I was glad that that was part of the setup. So setup took no longer than say 30 minutes, super simple. Um, so let's talk about comfort because comfort is a subjective thing. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of Halo design headsets. Um, that's why I've modded my Rift S with a Vive Deluxe audio strap now. I prefer the headset of the original Rift and the the the, the Valve Index. But with that said, it's a comfortable headset. You know, uh, the, a lot of the pressure is on your forehead, and the Halo obviously tightens up at the back with a dial, just like the the Rift S does. Um, quick question there, Mike. However, does it sure go for it? Does it uh, quick pull on and off? like the PSVR or is it more like Rift S where it's kind of fixed and you have to reset it? It's flip up. More like Rift S that you have to um, dial it back and then lift it off. Yeah. Right. Okay, um, nice. the, the, the flip up front, uh, as predicted with my concern with it, was that because of the hinge, it flips down and it, it does fit nice on your face, but it's not quite enough pressure. And because of that, on each side of the headset, I get light leak. And it could mm. be just because I've got a narrow head. Uh. But uh, when that happens, you get slight reflection mm. reflection on the lenses in dark scenes, which is mm. annoying. So yeah, that's, no, that, I, I had the exact same uh, problem. Oh, you did? Um, uh, yeah, I, I and, wonder and, something about the uh, the flip-up uh, display as well, because that was one of the things that I saw a lot in videos. When people flip the display up, you know, the edges are still kind of like hanging before your eyes. So, I mean, it yeah. might be easier to see your keyboard. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. if you want to watch your screen, I, I, I think I would still have to well, like look up a little bit in order to like see it properly. Well, the, the thing is, and I think Mike is going to get there later, is like it has a see-through mode as well that is in complete color. So you don't even have mm-hmm. to flip it up anymore. But uh, yeah. the, the thing that I um, experienced was I, I put it down. I couldn't really get my eyes into the, the display itself. I really wanted it to go closer. And PlayStation VR did this well, where there's this button underneath. You pull it, mm. and then you can move it forward and backwards. But uh, since and, it's and a flip-up design, it can't forward. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you... the big, big difference, actually, and it's a big difference, a big complaint of mine with the Rift S is that thing moves about half an inch. Like, it doesn't move at all, whereas the mm. PSVR, you can move that, like, three inches away from your face which is great and and since on the sides of like 
the Vive Cosmos has this cover on the sides that still lets some light in. Well, with PlayStation VR, it has these big rubber sides that really, Grommets. you know, uh, so yeah, I had the same thing as Mike. That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, you're totally right. No no forward and backwards movement. And and like That's, you said and yeah. highlighted, you know, with Rift S, uh, Index, and the PSVR, I really dial it straight to my eyeballs so oh, I yeah. can get the widest field of view possible. Um, so that is a shame that that's not on there. Uh, it also has this, like, rubberized uh, nose piece, uh, which is actually pretty big. But despite it being there, it didn't eliminate nose uh, gap light as much as maybe the Vive Pro did. And again, I think it's just because it doesn't sit as close to your face as probably you would like. Mm. And for a feature that you're probably not going to use that much, I would have just preferred the feature you're going to use the most is actually using the headset for VR. So uh, I think I think they missed a missed a, a you know a, a, a trick there. I think developers will be happy, but. For consumers, I don't know. So How's much. the um, just comparing it to Index? Because obviously, it's you know two thirds the price of an Index. Um, I've heard that the uh, Kaz and Cherry did a lovely stream of this, and so just a shout out to them because they t- tried it in a whole bunch of different titles. The audio is equivalent to the the deluxe audio strap on a on a Vive. Would you say? Yes. Yeah, so exactly the same, I would say, to the Vive Deluxe Audio Strap and the Vive Pro Audio. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it gets the job done. Um, it's, the only major benefit with this is that you can clip off the headphones very easy. It's just got a clip on top. Uh, I might be able to show you, actually, quickly. And, and also, it um, has headphones, by the way. It yeah, actually yeah. has a view. <laughs> yeah. so, a feature so in a, modern a, headsets. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I'm not going to get it to autofocus, I'm afraid, but uh, there is a, a latch there. Is it like a bumper um, mic or is it a slider? What is it? It's like a little latch that you unhook and then you can just take them off completely. Okay. And then you can use your own headphones. And then it, there's a, a 3.5 mil audio jack you just plug your own headphones uh, into. I, so I think that sound-wise and also microphone-wise, because they are kind of in the same ballpark, it's like the same Vive Pro and Vive had. It, it Like the audio, I mean... It does the trick, as you said, but if you're more into audio, you can hear it's kind of flat and that it's lagging, not good, huh? lagging some 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 bass. Um, the, but the microphone overall, on the Vive Pro is maybe maybe the worst out of all of that that's out there. This is a bad one as well. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's not clear. It's yeah. not clear. If you, it, it's if actually you the original well. Vive is better. The original Vive is it's yeah, actually not it a bad mic. If you put a little bit of foam in it, it's it's almost on par yeah, with it's, it's, the original. It's riff. definitely the, the the fact that it doesn't have a little bit of foam in there that makes your voice pop a lot but if you want to play yeah. a multiplayer people can understand you fine it's not that yeah <clears throat> in terms of audio like index is the king uh <laughs> then cv1 i would say is the second and then well the rest are quite bad so i wouldn't recommend any of them for audio anyway um but let's talk about um ipd uh, because it does have manual ipd adjustment which is a welcome addition because obviously the rift s doesn't have that and yep. that eliminated a lot of people to be able to be able to even use that headset so it's good that it exists although it's not as big as the original rift uh or vive i don't think in that it's got an ipd range of 62 to 72 millimeters so i think what? rowdy 62? is uh, yeah that's you're way... low right that's 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 more than the rift s then yeah more than Rift S, of course, because Rift S doesn't have any. But what I'm saying no, is... No, no, but um, the, the, the digital the IPD adjustment uh, goes yeah, up to 58. The, the, the digital IPD adjustment is, is just accounting for scale. It's not a true IPD adjustment. Um, but no, you have okay. a low IPD, right? Okay. But a 62 uh, is, uh, is uh, way, way more than what the original Vive Pro has, I think. 
Wasn't that 60? right? Because this, the, 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 C, the CV one went down to like fifty eight or fifty nine. I remember. Yeah. But um, so yeah, it's, if you have a lower IPD, it just might be worth considering. I that think I'm at uh, fifty fifty seven or something. So, yeah, like, I'm in I'm in the sixty as well. Some questions from chat as well, just in terms of kind of God rays and glare. Um, yep. Is it comparable to a Vive, a Vive original? Yes. Yeah, so the lenses they use are very similar in design, so it has the same issues with God rays and glare. Also, it's worth mentioning that the sweet spot is relatively small uh, compared to like PSVR or like Quest or Rift S. Uh, so you really have to dial it in and get the headset right in the sweet spot to have a good experience, particularly when reading text. Um, so it's, that's what I would say. It is worth to say I rarely have problems with IPD, though, even though my IPD is fairly on the low side. I, I with the Vive Pro, mm. with the Rift S, with the Quest or whatever, like whatever headset I use, I rarely have problems as long as I put it on the lowest setting. Mm. I yeah. immediately uh, am imagining one of those like UK sitcoms where the guy has like beer glasses on that are like super thick. And I just imagine Rowdy me like, it's so clear. Sorry. So, yeah. so as you guys you guys know that uh, like I went to the to the theme park, you know, to play this, you know, virtual ride thing, you know, Dream Flight. Um, I tried to Vive again back there so it's not that long ago and yeah. honestly i didn't experience that much glare and god rays they were like reduced significantly sorry what headset are you talking to, to? this is vive versus vive cosmos cosmos right. yeah. uh, but that was my experience I, I tried some experiences of course at the office of htc and of course they are well prepared in some way but i got to try some dark scenes there was this one scene that looked very familiar to elite dangerous where you have this red glowing hud and then the rest was all complete black and i i of course it's still there but very minimal not the same okay. anymore that's what i would say okay but, that's that's probably fair yeah because it's been a while since i've compared like i've tried oh, yeah. it's been a while but since that's I've tried that's the five. hard part yeah. if you you know if you play yeah. with a new headset you you don't have yeah. the other one next to it right if you could just constantly do this then you're like oh yeah now i see it did, did you hear yeah. a, a kind of a, a native hum in the background as the htc mind control machine was trying to influence your opinion <laughs> well it, it's interesting you say hum actually because it does have active cooling and when you're not actually in oh. a vr game or application you can actually hear it and it's it's quite loud like oh. bearing in mind that the quest has active calling as well and you very rarely hear very that rarely it's very it. very very quiet but they this is probably say yeah this is probably three to four times as loud as that fan so you mm. can actually hear it when you're but not in a does VR it game. do the trick does it work yeah yeah it doesn't get hot um i didn't get have any fogging issues but then i don't generally have that anyway yeah. but certainly when you play on the index you notice that the headset oh, yeah. does get noticeably warm so yep. it's it's a cooler headset to oh, wear yeah. when you compare but what to it index. does better than the index is that it doesn't have this plastic display on front it has this uh it, it looks kind of funky like but it, it yeah, yeah it's like a vent and it gives enough uh airflow to you know <laughs> yeah. breathe that's why I, this is what when i tried the index and I, you know, again, being my, my background was electrical electronic engineering and the form factor of the index is great apart from that panel in the front. Cause it's like, that's just going to trap heat unnecessarily. No way would mm -hmm. I play with this thing on it. I mean, as cool as it is to have the frunk and all that, to me, it's an unnecessary kind of element to that. And the thing mm -hmm. I have to say though now, especially with the flooding opinions about this, which are generally negative for the price point, um, when I look at the display, I can't but think of a little a little boy going, "Oh no!" Like it just looks like that. He's like, "Oh no!" Yeah. It's just I that, saw that that's as well. like, like surprised, like. 
It's just that's it. But uh, but that that's the thing. Like it's like you highlight the price point now. I mean, full disclosure, like uh, HSC is sending me a headset as well. It just hasn't arrived because FedEx in Belgium is uh, quite terrible. Um, yeah. But w- what justifies this price point? Like, is there any kind of feature on this headset that makes it worth that price point, or at least like yeah. makes it stand out compared to other headsets? Yeah. No. <laughs> basically no that, that's uh, and that's, that's the problem yeah. you know because like the resolution bump is nice of course you know mm-hmm. when you get a slight bump in resolution it's always nice um but you know with everything else which we'll yeah. get into it, it, it's not it's, worth it it's and, basically and, and, overpriced that's what it is it's just if this this headset went down in price then it would make more sense the price doesn't doesn't identify with the hardware yeah. itself that's the problem here yeah it's probably yeah, the other so, way around though like all the rest is underpriced and this one so maybe, is probably at the price point that it is intended to be at holy shit that's maybe big should... mike oh my yeah, god can you switch huge. that yeah, on because so, they um, look oh my god yeah, so side what? by side they look huge they look like so, yeah, um, humongous. The, the the so what mike is showing us for the audio <laughs> listeners is side by side the oculus touch uh two control versus yeah. this it, it looks like it looks it, like it let itself go. It, That's you honestly could, you what could it looks put like. this touch controller into the, the Vive Cosmos. <laughs> yeah, you can you can, well, well, you can fit it well, in there well, almost. X-rated content. Oh, yeah, Mike is yeah. now merging the two um, controllers. But yeah, it, you're you're right. It, it's a beast, and it, it's it's heavier than the touch, and heavier than the index controllers. Um, and it, it's, and did you get fatigue? Did you get fatigue off of it, Mike, using it? Not really, no. You know, I suppose the plus is that you're going to get a bit of a more of a workout playing Beat Saber, I guess, because you're swinging this thing around. But really, you know, if you hit a wall with this, I think it's going to be pretty robust. So I think is, that is a plus. Is its heft um, and it comparable has, to a Vive wand? It looks kind of like it would be the same weight as like a Vive wand. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, but I think, but I think way better be than heavier. a Vive wand. It has two. It has two batteries in there, right? Two AA batteries, right? But this is there's one thing that I hate about this controller, and this is what it is. If you see here, that is the grip button, huh. and it is it is it is literally a button. It's not analog, so it's a clicky button. Mm. You mean so, squashy kind of feel? Yeah. So if you if you look at the if you look at the Rift um, the Rift S controller, it's got some play in it, right? And and you can you can actually delicately squeeze that and then your hand in game will delicately squeeze the problem is with this controller when you push it your hand goes like this oh yeah yeah it's binary you you don't get that refined like gripping motion in game which is a real shame um so yeah they're big they're bulky uh unfortunately i didn't get to try out the battery life which was one of the main things i really wanted to know but Mm. i'll tell you there's a reason why i couldn't what i what i do think that was nice about these controls is that it doesn't have a magnet in the battery compartment so it just clicks in there and it just stays in there and there's like this certain material that keeps like grip but it's heavy Uh, some people like that you know some people are not into you know light controls some people have these heavy controls i think these heavy controls are more suitable for arcades than a consumer i think consumers expect like aerodynamics almost (laughs) you know what i, I think mean. i think it'll like most of this stuff will all come down to personal preference but someone yeah. has used a lot of vr like this is just the way i'm feeling about a lot of this stuff yeah. um so let's get into one of the biggest problems with the headset because everything <sighs> else is like so far everything's kind of like okay you know like it's like it's like good it's all right you all know right. it's okay you can all deal right. with it personal preference with halo head straps and stuff like that that's fine this is where things start getting real problematic and that is the tracking 
because in my environment here, um, you know, a lot of people complaining. I saw a lot of complaints about like uh, the headset giving you a low light warning yep. in certain yep. environments. And I know like Ben Lang from Road to VR, for example, he completely uh, delayed his review because he was having this issue and couldn't actually use the headset in the environment he was playing in, which is a shame. And I think I actually updated my headset with the latest firmware after it's been resolved. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have that issue come up at all. However, I was getting big issues with tracking in the controller drift and just hands disappearing and the, or or when they do get lost, they're not introduced fast enough. Mm. Um, so this was more prominent in Arizona Sunshine when I was aiming like with one hand. I was getting severe controller drift. Like your your pistol would be like rotating mm. away from the zombies. When you're trying to shoot zombies, that's important that you can actually shoot them. <laughs> And in the lab, when I was using a bow and arrow and one hand was almost like passing like, the tracking cameras, yeah. then you was getting, again, like a real disconnect shift and, and, and drifting issues. Now, it, then Can I ask you there a was issues. Sorry, just to pause. Sure, sure, Can sure. I just ask you a question on that? So do you, from your playthrough, like we, we know that Oculus Touch, for instance, is one part tracking, one part software interpolation of position. Yes. Do you yes. think that based on your initial play, this is the launch of Cosmos, they are entirely yep. reliant on the tracking? Absolutely, yeah. And this is something that I highlighted in my hands-on impressions was that that's what I thought it was, yeah. that they were relying on the tracking alone and they didn't have this kind of predictive yep. movement system the, to, the, the to, bit to of, use. Uh, the bit of Carmack magic. The bit of Carmack we, magic that yeah. we probably need. That's the right, thing. That's the, exactly. That's the difference. It's probably uh, not even Carmack, like the, by the way. That's probably a whole different department. Yeah. So I'm sorry to those developers for what Rowdy joking. has said. So callous he is. Yeah. <laughs> Ravenous. And it's also Ravenous worth noting Rowdy. that that when the tracking, when you, you surpass the tracking volume and then you reintroduce the controller, it's just not as snappy as what we're used to with like Quest and Rift S. It doesn't feel instant enough. It feels like there's a delay there. Um, but again, this could, this could probably be resolved. I hope it really does. Uh, mm. they, I hope they push an update and resolve this because you know, yeah, it, so, it would be a real shame. So when I when I was at their office, and obviously they they let me play on this build that worked just fine. Like tracking was great, didn't have any issues. And then of course the the consumer launch happened, and it was a complete disaster tracking wise. But that does mm. show that it can work. Um, but mm -hmm. like I, the thing is, if you launch a product. And you're not ready for it yet, then don't launch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, as easy as that, right? Yeah, uh, and I'm going to get more if, into if that. The competition is is almost like half the price. Then if you then release that headset and it's not working as mm. intended, that is it's just problematic. Well, on, wait, yeah, question like, for you I, I guys totally agree. on the testing for for the tracking: daylight or artificial light? Where? What was your uh, environment? So I don't have any yeah, daylight you, in this. You're room. just like it, it, it's all artificial. Cavern. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a cave. But like, if all the other headsets work in this environment, yeah. So that's but my did Nathy when he know. tried at the office? Was that was there daylight coming there was, in as well? There was daylight, but yeah. okay. when I was playing, it did gave me these warnings of hey, uh, the uh, environment is too light, it's too dark. But the trekking was still fine while it gave me those warnings. And then I did ask them about it, but they gave me this strange answer of like, yeah, but a living room is going to be different and there's more on the walls. I'm like, well, this is a press room. And in the end, you're going to let me test it in the best room possible, right? That's what I expect from you when you invite me. But yeah, 
And this is one of the things that kept kept cropping up after my video was that people were saying, oh, yeah, but you've got a green screen wall and, you know, that's not a good environment for tracking. And you're right. It's not. It, it's not a very good environment for tracking. However, at no point during my testing was I facing my green screen. Yeah. I always had my back to it during the testing to give it a fair chance. And like in front of my green screen, there's a lot of crap there. There's plenty of crap for it to track. So um, <laughs> well, it's it's it's, know, it, it's it, funny. It wasn't that. It's funny that you mention this because I watched Kes and Cherry play Beat Saber and some other titles, and they put all these like markers on their green screen, but then it it, it was still acting up the same way. So even with a green screen wall, it should be working fine. But as you said before, it seems like the software really needs a, a big you know patch. Yeah. But also, this wasn't even the biggest issue for me. Um, you know, tracking aside, hopefully that can be resolved. The biggest issue for me right now is game compatibility. Now, this is something that we didn't have any heads up about. Wasn't expecting this at all and was just through me testing it that I found this. But uh, the games I wanted to test this headset with were Superhot, Pavlov, and No Man's Sky. They were on my little list. Mm. Um, Superhot and Pavlov, when I booted those games up through Steam VR, my hands were stuck in the floor and you can't actually use them. Mm. And when I reached out to HTC and said, look, what's going on with this? They said, oh yeah, not all games are supported with the Cosmos right now. Mm-hmm. And the issue is, it's not even just Steam VR games, it's games on Viveport as well aren't supporting the Cosmos. <laughs> So it's just bizarre. And then No Man's Sky, for example, it won't even boot up past the menu screen. So, so you can't it, even play those games. But I, I like I, honestly, just looking at the Vive Cosmos itself, I, I don't think many people knew this headset launched in the first place. Mm. I don't think many mm. people knew that there were even issues with it in the first place. It's like no one, no one is really waiting for another headset to come out. It's it's a very saturated market at the moment, and uh, this this came at a, at at a strange moment. And then, of course, if your platform doesn't even support your own hardware, yeah, that's like that's that's a disaster. That's a complete shit show. That's that's yeah. the worst thing I've heard about the Vive Cosmos so far. It's not the tracking issues because I do believe they can be resolved. Yeah, but I think not so supporting too. your platform. Come on, seriously. Then then just def- like ask. First of all, it feels like they didn't even ask developers that mm. you know our new headset is coming. Go and prepare yourselves. I saw Sam Watts from uh, Loco Dojo asking consumers if they could test his game if it was working or not. That's yeah, the wrong that's approach. No. That's a complete, what the heck? So, so I, like, this is the thing. Like, when you compare it to, like, the Index launch, like, I don't think I've come across a game that didn't support Index controllers when it launched. But, of course, Valve owns Steam, so they make sure it works. But it just seems weird that, that a headset comes out in this day and age that doesn't support the Steam VR platform 100%. Like, like you say, I think it's just completely unacceptable. Mm. And I think if you've bought this headset uh, as a first-time VR consumer, you're like, what the heck is this? It doesn't sell VR in VR. any way. Uh, on on launch day, there's probably like the, the day that you really need to stand there and make sure that everything yes. is like properly. Nothing will ever work like properly at, at day, uh, yeah. day one, but it needs to work somehow. Like not just supporting yeah. it. It's just like. Like no, yeah. no headset had like a perfect launch. You know, Rift S no. had its problems. Index had its problems. But this is, this is dramatic this is probably the worst we've seen on a, on a launch headset but this this points um, to, this points towards not putting effort into making your platform ready for the next gen headset you make 
Yeah, like I think certainly from 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 my point of view, they should have reached out to more people to test it out in the wild before they actually released it. And if it wasn't up to scratch, then they should have delayed it until it was ready. Uh, because I think this to 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 release something that's bad and then to recover from it is very difficult in the VR space. And that's to do with we've said this about games l- launching in early access. You know, if you have mm. a bad experience, very little chance you're ever going to go back to it again, even after they've patched it out. So it, it's a it's a risky move from them to do something like this. But I do hope. Mm that they do put the extra effort in, they fix the tracking, they fix the compatibility. And, you know, in a couple of weeks time, I'm going to use the headset again and and see what's improved. Yeah. But for now, it's just like, I can't even use this headset because this is what I said about the controllers. I really wanted to test the battery life uh, because from what I've heard, rumor is it is longer than two hours. Why they didn't address this in their marketing, I have no idea because um, they should have done. Yeah. But it is. It Apparently, it's longer than two hours. So I really wanted to put that to the test. But if I can't play any games with this thing, well, I'm not just going to play Beat Saber for like five, six hours even, and test out the tracking. <laughs> even Beat Saber is a problem. Like the tracking that Kaz and Cherry were having was yeah, substantial, was, you know? It was like, it yeah, was drift it was no matter what. And like you said, in gun games. So I'm just curious, like, and they had post-its all over their wall, um, which, which actually improved yeah. their tracking, apparently, with the green screen. But even that... Yeah. The artificial light thing, I wonder if that's uh, actually causing some of it. Like they only tested in daylight or something. Yeah. But I, I remember before Rift S launched and Quest launched, and I said to the guys at Oculus um, uh, in Boston when we went to PAX, I said, look, I've got a green screen wall. Is this going to be a problem? And he was like, probably, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> crap. I'm going to have to buy some different green stickers and put them all over my wall. Never had to in the end. Like never had an issue with tracking oh. with Rift S and Quest, yeah. even facing my green screen. The, the funny um, part, uh, like when I went to HTC, their office, they have their own green screen studio and they will probably mm. play, play with their new headset in that studio while, you know, going live. So I, yeah, it should be, it should be just working. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like on one side, you know, it's like, you know, we, we should put the word out, you know, don't buy it right now. It's, it's not recommended. And, and even if everything uh, does work, it's still a very, expensive price they told me that this is a consumer headset but this is this is going more towards a high-end price because this is like yeah. prosumer stuff once again and, um, it, and, and it's a problem because i mean hsc has been in the market for quite a while but it feels like you know with the recent releases it feels like they're kind of like lagging behind a little bit and again this headset feels a bit like it's like it's been rushed in some kind of way to in order mm-hmm. not to like drop the ball completely so we need to bring something out now or like we're gonna lose the the market or yeah i don't know it's a shame it's really a shame it it is a shame i think like like what what you have here mike i think the headset itself isn't that bad it's not that mm -hmm. bad Uh, like the fact for example that uh, you will soon be able to hook up your like intel wireless adapter to it makes it a like an awesome awesome uh, uh headset but you know they they can't undersell no. with the price. They they like this shows that they simply also can't compete with these other behemoths, mm. and and that that's something that the consumer doesn't care about in the end. Um, yeah. But 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 like you say, it is a shame, and and the shame is for us as consumers in the end because like it's not good. <laughs> having <laughs> oculus just dominate the vr space like it, it's not no. good for vr i don't no. think well, uh, I mean, you know we, we like, still have we still have playstation playstation is still the of course of course yeah places, of so. course of course like oculus and playstation killing it right now and yeah but even those two it's still not good to have just two y- you want no. more and, and yeah. because the, the more players in the market mm. space it drives prices it drives competition it drives yeah. innovation yeah. and yeah. that's really what we need uh, and, and also games being funded as well. Like mm-hmm. that's what we need as well. And, and, and again, um, it shows so a, a little bit that 
the strategy that focus that um, the strategy that Oculus has been adopting, which PlayStation has been doing for like as long as the headset exists, it's like they're focused on content. You know, focus on yeah. content first, bring great titles to VR, make the awareness yeah. around the headsets. You know, that that's the kind of strategy that we have not really been seeing from HTC because they're more like a hardware company. I, yeah, and, but we don't see that from Valve either, and they own the platform, you know, uh, Steam VR, and and that, that's one yeah. of the biggest frustrations with me about yeah. the index is that where I'm are true. these games? Um, yeah. So it, 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 it's a problem that even big players have in this industry. So for sure. like the the thing is, I I I know that if everything is finally fixed, the price is not going to go down. I'm afraid, but the only thing that could make this headset relevant in that case for that price is if Vive part that you get with the headset as far as I know for, I don't know, like six months. And they have these killer exclusives on -hmm. their platform that would make Mm -hmm. them worth playing. If they have like Mm -hmm. some kind of Netflix thing going on or HBO, they might be able to get people buying it but besides yeah, that but at the same time they'll piss off a lot of consumers because they're bringing they're, they'll be bringing their exclusive titles to a platform that a lot of people won't be able to access with a different headset correct and, well, and that's what HTC is no, 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 wait 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 you can all the headsets work on their platform you can play yeah. with an Oculus Rift S Vive everything yeah. works so it's yeah. Vive is, is 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 not linked to their headsets anymore it's just a platform yeah, um, and I have to say, like about Viveport, like if you're new to VR, Viveport is actually a very attractive mm-hmm. um, platform because you can play all the great back catalogue of games that we've already enjoyed over the last three, four years because yeah. they're all there and they're all free. But and you get unlimited limited use of them. Ideologically, of I, I get it. Right, the Netflix of VR. Yeah, yeah. does it work? Last time I, yeah, I tried it, it a year or so, like it, there were games yeah, I bought has, on there and I couldn't well, even play what, them. It what Zim is me. describing here, and, and I can agree, like at the start, at a rough launch, there so was nothing bad, yeah. interesting playing on there. It's the problem with Viport right now within the community is that it has a reputation problem. Yeah. It's not bad it anymore, but people, people are like, oh, Viport, yeah, I heard of that, but nah, I don't know about that. But if you try it now, you would be surprised for sure. Okay. Uh, but... But this is where I think, you know, if you're a VR enthusiast, you've already invested in one ecosystem or the other, whether it be yeah, Oculus okay. or Steam yeah. VR. Yeah. But I'm, I'm the same from a, a newcomer's perspective, like Viveport is actually quite attractive Good because price. you get to play everything at a very, very small price. Yeah. And it's, but at the it, same it's time, infinite now, like it's infinite. Mm-hmm. But yeah. from a developer perspective, I've heard a lot of developers that they weren't really pleased with the revenue model. Exactly. That, uh, Viveport course, yeah. is having. That's, that's something so else, that's, yeah. That's also an issue that needs to be addressed. And... Well, I, I think mean, right like, now it's HTC... not everything. It's not, it's not everything that you can play on that platform. There's a large catalog. Well, you're not you're not touching I, any of the Oculus stuff, right? So yeah, I, I think right now HTC has the most potential in the uh, let's say software market than really with hardware. Um, yeah. And I what I do think we're gonna see is that this Vive Cosmos is going to get used in arcades for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I don't think a consumer should, you know, get their hands on one now. Ar- and I don't arcades, think they have the money either. Arcades with the hinge? Because like when you have moving parts, it leads to things breaking. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm yeah. not well, seeing the arcade side. I, I would if I was an arcade owner, I'd I'd rather go for a Vive Pro than yeah. than a Cosmos. Well, so I did ask them about it, said that it was ready for arcades. If they say so, then we'll soon see what that means. Yeah. So just to quickly touch on the 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 sort of price point. And by the way, if you've got any questions about the Cosmos, like now's a good time, yeah. uh, just while I sort of wrap this one up about price. The price point was obviously 699 
Uh, obviously, the you know the Quest and Rift S are both three nine nine. Obviously, with Quest now offering offering PC support, it's a very attractive mm. offers very good oh, value yeah. for money oh, headset. Yeah. And then you've got the high end, which is Index, which is like a thousand. Um, but if you already own like the base stations from an original Vive, if you're moving, yeah. for, if you want an upgrade, like the the Index and the controllers are only fifty uh, bucks or pounds more than the Cosmos is, and that's really the way I would go. But you're right. The problem is with the price point is that it doesn't doesn't offer anything unique to justify that price point. If it had the mobile tethering that they originally teased, then I think then, yeah, it would be compelling because it would offer itself something unique that no one else can do, mm. but it doesn't. And I think that is the biggest problem. It's can just a very that, average headset. That price point again, Mike. So what you were suggesting was if you already had, let's say, an OG Vive and you want to upgrade and you've yep. heard, I had someone contact me for the same reason. They said like Cosmos, I've heard it's the best display, yada, yada. But actually, uni- uniformly, I've seen across creators say, "Avoid it right now. Not yep. don't go for this headset." What was the what was the price for the headset plus index controllers? Seven fifty. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and and really, you know, although on paper this has a better display. Um, the lenses in the um, the index are better, and they offer a wider field of view because they um, they ratchet into your face in that they're, they're slightly so, canted. Yeah. So, Mike, like, let's say if you could, like, you were work for HTC and you could put a prize on this headset, how much would you do? You think this would have would have had? Should it be this like this? It's kind of hard because as I said before, like Rift S as and also Quest are getting sold for a price that. Less they are not really getting made for. They they would have been Substance. in a higher range. But let's say if you could put a price on their production and consumer yeah. and so this is the thing. Even if this headset was three nine nine, I think they would still struggle. Exactly. Uh, and, That's and, what and I'm really the, as well. the, uh, the really the only selling point for this would be the high res the, the high resolution and the manual IPD adjustment. Uh, from a consumer's perspective, for me, and that's what that would be the benefits over Rift S. Uh, obviously, if everything else worked, you got to yeah. consider that as well. But I, the problem is, like you say, like Oculus, the amount of money that they're subsidizing these headsets yeah, for to, to make VR work, it's, it's hard to compete. Uh, you, you, you just can't. You, you, you know, you, you basically, they're selling the headsets at a loss. What they're doing, yeah. all all the money for R and D is just free. Just you, yeah. they, we don't charge for that. HTC can't yeah. do that. Simply can't. I, yeah, yeah. I, I look I forward think, to Rowdy's video on this by the way (laughs) (laughs) if it turns out super positive well but by the way besides of like the rocky launch rocky launch and all the problems it has right now i think something that it suffered uh from as well is that it had no backbone they again i was talking about the marketing for weeks on our podcast and you could see there was no one really cared i checked reddit Vive was yeah. Vive Cosmos wasn't like number one trending thing they were talking about. Even Mike's uh, impressions video, they didn't even post it there. Well, usually, like straight away, someone's like, "Okay, we should you know put it on there because this is what we got to talk about." But yeah. I think I think the majority the majority of the VR community didn't even knew it launched this week. So what about the consumers then? I don't think many people do either. And HTC did such a bad job at at advertising this headset. You know, they should have started way earlier. They should have started this. Even that, you know, they kind of knew what was going to happen. But it's it's a shame. You can see that it failed on all sides. And and Mm. that hurts it. And I don't know if it it, will make a comeback. In a way, I just wish, like, maybe two months ago, they had reached out to me and said, look, can you just test this for us? Mm. Behind the scenes, under NDA. I would have given them all this feedback and maybe <laughs> oh. they would have had a chance to fix some of it. Um, what I, was, I, I, 
I don't know. Sometimes, like, I think they're just so, so caught up in their own bubble. Everyone's just saying it's the greatest well, thing ever, whereas no one's really telling them how it is. And I think that's so unfortunate. It's, 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 it's very strange because if you look at their Twitter account, it's all positive, positive things about the Vive Cosmos. Well, apparently, I mean, I haven't tried it myself yet. So I, everything I'm saying here is based on opinions that I'm seeing from other people. Exactly. But what I'm seeing online is just major problems major yeah. problems mm. problems well, they... with tracking problems with the quality control <laughs> of the hinge problems yeah. with mm. the vive port problems with supported titles this the controllers the battery life nobody knows anything like and I, I, i'm like they they made this one post addressed they made this one post about you know that they said like oh we're 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 in the dark or the light or something mm. but i was like that's the wrong way to kind of approach your audience because there are these major problems they spend a lot of money so you should take your customer serious and joking Seriously, on your joking Twitter about it yeah I was I like that's agree. that's that's a no-go that's not cool uh, yeah. but a, as you said like testing is very important and what I was surprised of is that they had a few press outlets tested a week up front we had to kind of do it on launch um, and yeah. I didn't see many of them reporting this at all or even maybe giving the feedback to HTC I was surprised that some people were kind of leaving the yeah I don't know the truth yeah. in the middle or something I don't know I was surprised that we certainly didn't hear more about the compatibility issues with Steam VR. But then yeah. again, you know, like people like tested, I think they got to demo it in like a, you know, a, a demo environment like you did at HTC's office. So maybe it was more difficult for them to choose what they wanted to play. Mm, but yeah. certainly I know that other outlets had it longer I, and, and didn't highlight the compatibility issues. But I know that Ben Lang, obviously, he said, yeah. you know, I, I have to delay this review because it's just not ready right now. I, I felt like you were the only one, Mike, that broke the news in terms of like, okay, this is the complete package. This is what you yeah. can expect. This is what's going on at this moment. And I didn't see anyone else really get into that. But again, as I said, a lot of people also don't care. For a website right now, I think, you know, covering the Vive Cosmos, it's not doing much because it has no leverage yeah. at all. Even for us content creators, Usually, you know, even playing with the Valve Index, the Oculus Quest, these are like these famous headsets within the community and people like to watch them because they're in the title. But with Vive Cosmos, yeah. I feel like no one, <laughs> no one is really into it. Or Has there actually no, ever been an official statement saying that the entire mobile kind of thing, like the mobile phone thing, that that is not... Uh, a part of it anymore or is well, it just uh, going to be quiet about I, it and i hope people no, no, no. so so i was at their office <laughs> i i did i did ask them about it so like okay so at ces you were hinting this they said something like yeah that was a a decision by our partners but has <laughs> been an official statement because the, the no, no, we can still probably find it online well we need we, we still need official statements on on the battery life on on how the you know the updates are going at the moment i don't see them yeah. you know telling people like hey there's a new patch out we're fixing this they're not even showing they are trying well they are in behind the scenes but it's mm. good to also say that on social media you need to communicate with your consumers and right now it's like htc here consumers are there but there's no middleman there's no one they're not talking to each other it's like yeah, I totally agree. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I always appreciate, you know, hardware companies selling, selling stuff out for free. It's always a privilege. Um, but, you know, we, we have to be honest because, you know, you can't you can't be fake or, or, or sort of like, you know, lie about these things because people are going to call you out about it. And it's our reputations that are on the line if we did so. So to not give you the the, the feedback as it is would be a disservice to you guys and girls. And, you know, we res we always appreciate your support. Um so if you've got any questions, uh, now's a good time to ask any questions you got about the HTC uh, Vive Cosmos. But of course, you know, all this feedback, not only did I do it in my video, but I also sent it back to HTC as well. So hopefully they can resolve it. And like I said, I will 
give it another chance in a couple of weeks once they've you know given them enough time to maybe resolve some of these issues but it's just a shame i think more than anything else it's a shame for us it's a shame for the community yeah. uh, it doesn't help anyone that a bad headset no. launches so that's the state we're in unfortunately right now hmm. that is the cosmos Aww, so <laughs> Let's let's wrap this one up then, uh, because we've been going on again for just over two hours. We, regardless of how much we try, it's like two hours is the benchmark. Yeah, but it's now, fun. So. It's fun. That's why. Of course, well, it's fun. We're always yeah, having fun. Doing in this. chat, they were saying that your beard grew an additional two millimeters uh, <laughs> <laughs> over over the course of this over the course of this podcast. <laughs> if you go back to the watch. beginning, you see Mike like shape. <laughs> I slowly age. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'll recap uh, that this is a, a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can catch the show in VR, which is awesome. Uh, watching it using a big screen TV, chat with other people in a room. Really, really cool. Really cool that uh, it's there. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which we work really hard on to deliver the best audio quality, and that's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and Spotify. Yes. And also... Slam a like on this stream. <laughs> Plus, I love my jersey. Thank you so much for Vivian and the community. Yeah, awesome bunch. It was great to see them at OC and hang out with them. Um, any decent questions in the, in the chat? Uh, it could we, be about Cosmos, from, could be about uh, anything. We got one from Twitch. Uh, OneCom is asking, uh, are there any hand-tracking demo apps or support? On Cosmos? No, no. no I, I assume on Quest. Oh, yeah, that's something you didn't really mention, right? Like the see-through mode does have the potential to... Yeah, they, they teased it just before the Cosmos launched that they had this kind of hand-tracking technology using the cameras, similar to sort of mm. Leap Motion, yeah. um, but that wasn't oh. part of the release or any sort of demos that we've seen. So it does have potential, uh, and that could be something that sways it one way or another, maybe. because the Focus has it already, so they can yeah. use that and, and implement it. And I know Rift S owners were disappointed that they didn't get hand tracking. So yeah, that's a whole could other be story. A, a, could be a feature. <laughs> Is anybody um, happy in this industry? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Right now, we don't have a perfect headset. There is, no. It doesn't exist on the market. Uh, the, the Quest is probably the closest thing we've got to a perfect headset, but that has its trade-offs as well. So, you know, right now, there isn't... It depends on your use cases, really, what headset we would recommend for you. Like uh, the, and that's the difficulty. The Quest, like the Quest for me is like almost like the Ewok that, that pokes all these other big headsets because the Quest <laughs> is kind of like this little one. is poking yeah. all these stormtroopers right now with its spear trying yeah. to kind of, you know... <laughs> It's so yeah, weird, though. I, You've got, like, Quest on this little, like, rocky cliff with some erosion <laughs> now happening. You've got the Rift S that's just sitting there kind of doing its dust gathering while it's not getting the attention from its parents it needs. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Index seems to be quietly in the corner while they're silently creeping in thumb updates and other physical things. And then Quest, of course, yeah. launches and, unfortunately... Uh, Fell off the cliff. <laughs> Fell off and the then, cliff. And, and, and then we have Labo VR that lets kids develop their own games. So I think we we also have seen a lot of you know positive vibes here. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's I like this is another step for the industry. You know, it evolves. This is what like this is life. Uh, like you know, it's, the Vive Cosmos like evolving. They, it's, and it's like that graph they always show on like those Oculus Connect kind of things. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And then this was kind of like whoop. Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, of course, I've said it many times before, is we just need games now. You know, we've got some good games coming soon. Asgard's Wrath next week, very much looking forward to that. Stormland on the Horizon, Boneworks, all these games. So hopefully... Project this 4. Is, hold yeah, on. These right? are the ones that are going to hold up the industry. The yeah, fork sure. that I'm really interested in now, because we've had that split off between HTC and Valve, Valve's doing their own... So you know, 
if Valve titles drop in Q4, you know, if yeah. they were to, they will yeah. absolutely steal a yep. big piece of that market. And Cosmos will just be dusted with that. Yeah. People but, will but be in running terms to of, indexes. Uh, mm-hmm. But in terms of content, I think we've highlighted that in the in the past couple of episodes as well. Uh, the quality of the content has improved dramatically. Dramatically, you know, yeah. Like, if you're not in VR yet, you need to start. Oh, it's thinking there, about that, it. that's, that's, that's why, why I can't be coming out. Yeah, that's why I can't wait to talk more on next week's show. Next week, you might be guessing why, but um, we yeah. can talk about more on next week's show. But a very I, exciting episode to talk about things. I, think. Just, I, I do. I, I do think what it comes down to after you know this this rough show, this interesting show, this this spicy show um, that. I think we should be very happy that that everyone in the industry is trying oh, yeah. to, and Definitely. if that's a developer, if that's uh, a publisher or someone making a headset, or you know the esports team, you know building up there, like there there are so many exciting things happening. And uh, after <laughs> Connect, it, it feels like you're you know you're fighting for virtual reality. We're fighting. We're building it brick for brick. Sometimes you know. We have this storm going on, and a, and a part of this this structure we already built has fallen off. But then we start again, and I think it 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 you know if you look at last year and the year before, you're like, whoa, dang, like what time flies? What has what has improved? You know, and it's mm. it's crazy. So I I think this is you know this has been an interesting year so far, but it's you know it, it it's good to be in this already oh, yeah. right now. It's a hundred percent. It's only going to get more interesting from here as well. And like you said, at Oculus Connect. <laughs> I thought it was already quite interesting, but it all, it surprised me every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I, th- I think it was just great to meet all the developers, uh, you know, that yeah. we've we've known and loved over the years and shake their hands and just thank them for being pioneers in the industry because they're the ones that are really pushing mm-hmm. it right now. Without them, we would just yes. have headsets without the content. So it was great to meet them. I think them. so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to round this one up. Hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this one. <laughs> Let us know if you did. We'd always like to know your feedback. Have a great week in VR. We're going to be back next week with an interesting episode for you, for sure. Until then, have a great week in VR and take care. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.